This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome to Scare You to Sleep. Have you ever felt like you needed something a little darker than whale noises or counting sheep to unwind at the end of the day? Maybe you've realized horror itself can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Every week I bring to you a myriad of bone-chilling tales, from 19th century dusty tomes to modern up-and-coming authors to truer spooky tales like Reddit mysteries and time slips all accompanied by a gentle voice and ambient music and sounds so that you feel immersed and lost in your own personal horror story. You can find Scare You to Sleep exclusively on Spotify. So, grab some earbuds, a cozy corner, and join me, Shelby Scott, every Thursday, and let's get unsettled together. Now, go get some sleep. Sweet dreams. No. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you with the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your maid. From wings to top gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real looks fun. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. (laughs) So today we're going to be doing film history, the history of film. We're going to be talking about Nosferatu today, a movie that came out in 1922. So that's eight years B.C. before Cagney. <laughs> it's, uh, and I wanted to do this. Drake has mentioned this in a lot of episodes. <laughs> Nosferatu yeah, yeah. seems to come up in a lot of our episodes, so I wanted to go ahead and do it because it was one of the first horror films ever, and we have a very special guest today that is in, in very well-versed in all things horror. What better time to do this than now on this episode? Her name is Shelby Scott. The host of Spotify, Scare You to Sleep. But not only is she a Spotify darling, 
She is my darling wife. My wife. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Do you want to talk about Scary to Sleep at all? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Scary to Sleep is a horror podcast. It's a horror relaxation podcast where I use uh, horror stories to help you escape from reality. Uh, it, I also do things called guided nightmares where it's a guided meditation, but it takes you through your own personal nightmare. And I talk in a very gentle, soothing voice. It's too spooky for me to listen to. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've tried and it scares the shit out of me. I tried to listen to one while I was driving and all of a sudden my wife is being spooky Oh, I use a lot of uh, binaural stuff. So when you listen in a car or with headphones, things come from around you. And yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. That's like your uncle's really basement. Cool. <laughs> um that's so cool yeah uh, shelby started a podcast in our closet in yeah in when we had like home. six roommates yeah with like six roommates and then what it was like six months to seven months later apple apple put her reached on. out to me yeah, yeah. And they put you on uh, new and, and now I'm with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Spotify came along and Joe Rogander real quick. Yeah, they you know? did. You yeah. know, I get I got $150 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live on a ranch in Texas now. Nice. She took yeah. some of Joe Rogan's money, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they took it away from mm-hmm. him and gave it to her. Yeah, he so, <laughs> I have a serious question about that. When, when you drink the adrenochrome, is it bitter or does it taste good? <laughs> Like you know, I don't even something. bother drinking it. I inject it right into my veins. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's, your eyeball. <laughs> that's the that's the best method I hear. <laughs> um, inject it under the eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, perfect perfect guest for for this uh, movie. I thought Nosferatu came out like 1912. Dude, like, I thought this was like the first movie. I mean, that's only a decade off. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. And it, it looks like it. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I'm also I'm, I'm gonna say this too. I'm very happy that I have memed two episodes into existence. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. gonna keep making jokes. Yes, dude, do it. Yeah, I mean it just keeps us like uh, linear, like an arch. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, we're good. I gotta find a new. I gotta find a new. Uh, a new movie to meme now because then we've already done Waterworld. Now Nosferatu. I gotta figure oh, out. Wait, I'm so else. excited to hear your Waterworld episode. Oh, like it's, it's so, so excited. I was excited to show James Waterworld like yeah. a while back. And, Our like, Waterworld episode. We, there's a part oh my god you'll you'll hear it but there's a part where kevin costner was tied to a boat and floating out to sea and i didn't i didn't know if we were gonna stop laughing <laughs> i didn't know if it was ever gonna end. might be the funniest thing it's that the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life yeah just the visual of it yeah yeah but uh yeah so this is nosferatu look i'll say this i really shouldn't say this because it is a film history podcast but silent films they can be a chore. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. This is two two silent films in a row. It's two silent films in a row. They're beautiful. Nosferatu is beautiful. Yeah. Wings is so amazing and the action and everything. But there mm. is something very blue balls about someone going to deliver dialogue and then you don't hear it. Yeah. And, and then you have to wait. To you have to be so present. Because yeah. Because you have to pay attention. Exactly. You cannot look at your phone for yeah. a second because you might have missed the one card that explained half the exposition. Yeah. yeah. Well, and at least Nosferatu wasn't Wings. We were talking about Wings had so much dialogue. dialogue. It was so like, dialogue so, heavy. And what what's crazy about this is... We were doing silent films, but we had the technology. 
It was just a pain in the ass. Oh, really? The the sound to film synchronization had mm. been already invented in like 1900. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that at all. And it was patented in 1907. <laughs> and so a bunch of filmmakers were like, uh. Yeah, too much of a pain mm. in the ass. It's too expensive. Yeah. The theaters basically were like, it's just, you know, it's oh, not commercial. Oh, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about yeah. that. Because you can't just sit a lady at a piano and yeah. be like, play the whole movie. Yeah. You know? Right. Until, until the arch enemy of film history came along al jolson and made the jazz singer <laughs> that was the very first talking oh man we but i mean if we're going what a way to with, bring in a genre right yeah. we, that might have to be the next episode if yes. we're going with the meme the meme trajectory the meme arc here dude i don't know malik was like maybe not <laughs> well uh it could be something that just haunts your show that you never actually <laughs> fully address, and it just uh, haunts the back. Al Jolson just haunts the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already a little sweaty about this episode because it gets very Nazi, very. Wait, fast. really? Yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah. Was a Nazi? Yes. He was like trying. He was telling me tidbits, which I kept telling him, like, "Don't tell me anything. I yeah. want to be like surprised. I'm the guest." And. He was like, no, but like Nazis. And I was like, Nazis? Nazis? <laughs> yeah, no. well, this is a vampire movie. It is, it is not only about a very spooky vampire man. Uh, the production involved plagues, German nationalism that was bubbling up into the whole, you know, Nazi situation. Uh, full-blown German occult. <laughs> what? The, this movie was all made within the occult section of Germany. This is wild. Well, yeah, Deb, you're going to really love this. I what? have, well, it's funny you mention these things. So, James, I was re-watching Nosferatu today because I had uh-huh. seen this, but it had been years and years. So I was like, I got to refresh my memory. And I started in 12 minutes in, I stopped it and grabbed a notepad. And started taking Dude. notes because yeah. there's so much ridiculous stuff. This movie is, <laughs> uh, I don't know, fucking absurd. <laughs> And <laughs> it's nuts. And I will say, look, let me. All that being said, it is nuts. It's creepy. The movie's creepy. Yeah, creepy. there's yeah, some, like, there's some creepy elements just... to it, but there's some. Yeah. Uh, wait to yeah. hear some of my thoughts. I'll make it not so okay. creepy for you. Yeah. And on the occult stuff, yeah, I did recognize. I stopped and paused and looked at the symbols on that piece of paper and stuff. And, you know, with my expertise and my knowledge, I went into my library and looked for some stuff. And uh, I'll let you guys know uh, what what turned out when uh, when we get to it. Very cool. Dude, this is a good episode. Clutch, Deb. Clutch. Yeah, I've seen it years ago, and I I was considering me watching it before this, but, you know, as as previously established, I'm not great at doing my homework on the show. (laughs) Drake's role is... Don't even if you don't want to do the homework, that's fine. Yeah, we will. He's part of the My audience. Guy. He's part of the audience. The audience yeah. surrogate. Yes. Yeah, he is the audience's representative. Yeah, he, he's sure. kind of like the audience, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, you know, let, compare him to the audience because I don't want you know no. some audience members to maybe feel insulted in the way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want insult. You don't want insult the audience's intelligence. Yeah, that yeah, man yeah. does not represent us. <laughs> he knows less than average. Um, I love you, Drake. I'm just kidding. I love you too. <laughs> it's okay. That's my job um so i mean just jump in because yeah, i have questions i'm, I'm sure I'm you're gonna sure. answer uh if you want a really good movie uh about the making of this movie mm-hmm. there is there's a movie that came out in 2000 called shadow of the vampire oh yeah yeah and john malkovich plays Murnau, the director mm-hmm. and willem dafoe is max shrek nosferatu Ooh, awesome yeah it's awesome. so good cool. and That's it's really, really good. cool because it is 
I'll just say it's fiction meets nonfiction. Cool. It is. It's like Titanic. Sweet. It's like okay. based on a real thing that was happening, but the story strays. So you know? you, um, you're telling me they found another person that looks like Nosferatu? Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Willem Dafoe didn't even wear makeup. You know, he just showed up to set. <laughs> um, uh, okay, wait. I, so I have a question. I don't know if you would cover in this because it has more to do with like the filming technique of the time. Mm. Um. So part of this, this movie is black and white, but actually this movie is sepia and blue. Mm-hmm. Um. How how did they get the blue tint there was uh that is a good question on how but i do know the one thing is there were so many versions of this movie released there's like there's the all black and white one the one that i watched was just all black and white oh, and really? apparently you lose a lot of the effect with it because yeah because the blues are the blues night shots. yeah the yeah. night shots the night shots you can clearly mm. see are just shot in the daytime on yeah. the black and white one and the blue mm. one apparently he cheated nighttime a lot they, better yeah they tried to make it seem mm. like there was a difference between night and day. But I mean, people the... still do that. They put that blue filter and, yeah. like, you know, try to make it seem like nighttime. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. we still do that. Yeah. And it I'm still sure, doesn't work. I'm sure you've done your share, and I, because I've done my share of shots that were shot at night, cheated as day. Same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They and they just that light big it. Fake sun yes. that they yeah. put up. It's so weird. That whole yeah. war pig shot was at nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, one yeah, where I'm that's doing, right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but back then, like I figured, fake the blue tint faked it well enough. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. Got oh for sure. Across. Wait, so why was there? Why are there multiple versions of this movie? What were we gonna say, Dad? My like third note was, isn't it supposed to be night? Why is this <laughs> vampire walking around during daylight? Question mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know how they blued it. I imagine a die, maybe, in the on the actual oh, film. Been, yeah, like a physical. Yeah, because yeah. they were like, I mean, Gel. they were hand painting film back in these. They days. used some <laughs> like, tricks. For this real. Was, I think the first film that did the overlay, right? When so they you see Nosferatu come in and it's like dim, he's transparent, and then he goes away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That was crazy. Yeah. This was another one, just like Wings, where like I couldn't they believe were, they the, were the, the effects. Yeah. yeah. They did stop motion in this movie. Whoa. Oh, it yeah. So it was yeah. so crazy so cool. and and spooky yeah. as hell. Because everybody, all everybody moves around like normal humans, mm. and then when Nosferatu is introduced, they use this like stop motion animation when he's moving around to make him look like he's really fast. Like Edward and it from Twilight. Yeah. It, like, you know? it, it was yeah. effective, I yeah. thought, still today. Yeah. There's a part where <laughs> Dev's laughing at my Twilight reference. Yeah. There's I a, love I mean, song. look, there'd be no Twilight without Nosferatu, right? Yeah. You know? Then <laughs> 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 there's a part where, uh, like, the top of a coffin comes back over, you know, on its own. Oh, it was, that's uh, neat. It was some really oh, cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. They were doing some stuff. Also, well, you just play that in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Also, Dev, uh, this one was scored with an orchestra, and when they would play it in theaters, rather than the old, they would they would hang up the old Wurlitzer and put it backstage and bring out a fucking orchestra. The whole wow. orchestra pit would be playing. So it's 1920s. You're going to the theater. You're probably on your like cocaine or whatever you're doing <laughs> that day, and. You watch Nosferatu with an orchestra playing live. It was, wow. it had to be That's amazing. That's experience. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait. Uh. Yeah. They just they, they got their their uh can of Coca Cola <laughs> yeah. from the uh yeah. with the gram the and a half of cocaine in it. Did you say it was three point five? Like it was, a it whole, was. There was like an eight ball yeah, or something. Eight. I could be wrong. You can't drink a beer, but here's a ball of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol's illegal. There, here's some laudanum. Go to the theater. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, this came out in Europe, so they could have both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have prohibition. Yeah. 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 This this came out in Germany, and we'll get into it. it was I wonder who the first drunk. person to watch this movie drunk on absinthe was, because that. Oh would been, my god. Man. That would have been a terrible. Probably the director experience. himself, as he was editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, true. Experience. For sure. To hear it, see a horror movie for live orchestra. Yep. That's so cool. And I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself here. I have a whole thing about it, but. But um, this also had the same effect that I was talking about with Wings, where people were going to the theater and watching World War One mm-hmm. after just experiencing it. It's very fresh on right. these people's hearts at this, the time. So this was soon after the Vampire Wars. This was soon after the <laughs> real Vampire Wars. Men had fresh died. Yeah. Men had died and come back. <laughs> and Because uh, <laughs> they're vampires. Um <laughs> <laughs> the people who um, are upset by this with post-traumatic stress are just what we would call little bitches. <laughs> like, so, well, this was this was the plague. It was 1922, yeah. and they had a plague in this movie. Oh, and it was, gotcha. it, it was, was that. Yeah. Was it? I was like, 1918. Oh, straight off the, yeah. the last yeah. the last pandy. And I'm gonna the yeah. last pandy exactly. Dude, the, yeah, we've talked about the first pandy a yeah. few times. Right. You know what that means. Yeah. You know what that means, guys. It's time for us to write a vampire movie. Boom. <laughs> I got one going. Yeah. I got one going already. Yeah. Dev, you're going to be the producer. Ahead of the curve. Um, <laughs> a quick, another just kind of fun fact that I can put here. Uh, Shelby was talking to me about this. Shelby has a background in makeup and special effects. And uh, she was telling me, so Max Shrek applied his own makeup for this movie. And at the time, their studios were not heavily employing any makeup artists mm-hmm. at the time. They were, there was a, Dev, you probably know all about this. There was a theater tradition that carried over to film that you put on your own makeup. And oh. yeah, Back then, that, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And I guess yeah. it was a thing like the actors kind of built their own character <laughs> by putting on their own makeup, wow. you know. But it was uh, it was the '30s until makeup artists would really even be used. Well, that's what the uh, that's what the producers would tell the actors. But uh, right, it's tradition. (laughs) Oh, guys, this will will make you a better actor (laughs) if you apply your own makeup. Yeah, exactly. You know what else you should do? You should do your own stunts. (laughs) (laughs) We were doing the Best Picture episode, Uh and it came out that the Best Picture was literally just invented to shut the actors up. To, like, make everyone just shut up. Wasn't it Mayer who did it? Yeah, it was Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why I bring her here, because she actually knows all this shit. You know? I... (laughs) It takes me a lot longer to research it than it does her. Uh, Let's jump in. So as tradition goes with film history, I'm going to, of course, talk about, you know, the production of this film and everything. But I want to give you a brief uh, summary. I want to set up the film for you. I'm going to do like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes here of or 10 minutes of the movie that is Mm -hmm. and just kind of give you what Nosferatu is, Mm -hmm. what it's all about, what you're watching. Right. And like I said, maybe you don't know. It's just a funny word. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to like turn on the movie and watch along with me, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah, none of the dialogue will get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So the first title card reads from the diary of Johann Cavalius, able historian of his native city of Bremen. Bremen. Nosferatu. That name alone can chill the blood. Nosferatu. Was it he who brought the plague to Bremen in 1838? I have long sought the causes of that terrible epidemic, 
and found at its origin and its climax the innocent figures of Jonathan Harker and his young wife, Nina. Uh, the names and characters of this movie are different in every iteration. Um, <laughs> the names of the characters, because it was due to a legal dispute. Yeah, that's why that I, I laughed, into. because it's just like full-on stolen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can see... Well, you'll get into it later. Yeah. It's just the story of Dracula, right? It's, it's the, the story, story of Dracula, yeah. with no permission. I, well, I didn't know... I thought Dracula was so old, you know, there was no copyright. Not at the time. In, oh, the, wow. in the title yeah. cards, it says, based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Yep. Bram Stoker's widow, who was still very much alive at the time, was super not happy. Oh, wow. We'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the <laughs> By the way, just to start, I'll just go ahead and get this note out of the way. Yo, fuck these title cards. For this whole movie, I can't yeah. stand these got these title cards have Tourette's. They're dark They're with light text. They're light with dark text. Yeah. They're reflective. <laughs> One time in the beginning, it starts out with a page turn like the never-ending story, and then that never happens again. So we're reading well, a book. And then I don't know what happens each page. Are we on the same page this whole time? What's going on? This movie, this movie was made by a bunch of coked up German Satan worshippers. So it makes sense well, to me. Yeah, James watched a couple iterations of it, and one of them I noticed. I walked in, and it literally the title card was so crooked you couldn't read half the text on it. Oh my god! And I was like, oh my god! And I was like, I'm glad you already saw the other one where it was all fixed and everything because Jesus. On one title card, there was just a line of cocaine. <laughs> covering the letters. <laughs> now I know why I know why it was a black and white is because wherever there was a white thing on like a desk, there was a mound of dough there. <laughs> we were just trying to hide it all. Which was first, the sepia uh, version or the black and white version? The black and white. Yeah. Okay, and then they sepia uh, blue toned it later. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no. This movie, this movie had. There was a time where Aleister Crowley was in the editing room of this movie, <laughs> Ooh, just checking things out. By the way, yeah. you have a thing on him. I have a little thing on Wait, him. Wait, Aleister Crowley is that the director? I'll, no, 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 Jake. No, no. <laughs> Good, good Padawan. Good child. <laughs> I love this. This is why I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. Who's Alistair Crowley? He's no, like, that is, that's, that's you're actually a really good representative yes. of the audience. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was like, he was an occultist. He was an occult, a British occultist. Um, so, uh, um, when we, basically. Uh, yeah. the TLDR version. Yeah. He, and, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. We're, we're, we're going to, I'm going to take like at least a two or three minute segue when we get to Crowley because he's, yeah, okay. he's a heavily influential uh, person in the Masonic and, and you know, occult communities. Uh, yeah. You know, he was on the cover of a Led Zeppelin album. He was on the cover oh, of right. a Beatles Mr. album. Mr. Crowley. He was, was on Sgt. Pepper, awesome? man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been yeah. on, he's a huge influence for a lot of media and art and stuff throughout the century. And probably yeah. one of the worst human beings ever to live. Oh, this man <laughs> looks like fucking Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, what yeah. I was expecting whatsoever, but <laughs> it is what I like should have expected. And, yeah. yeah. No, they were no, all he nerds. Looks like, uh, like these are all white Uncle nerds. Fester from like, the Adams family. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. exactly. These are what all a, like white nerdy men. Him and his friends would have like fake magic battles in their brains. Yeah. Whoa. And he also would have not very fake 
not consensual sex with teenage boys. Ah, uh, yeah, he, he would do a lot of stuff. Yeah, he would do a lot. He would do a lot of stuff. He did a lot of let's, things. Let's stick to the task at hand. Crowley, the history of Crowley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Nosferatu. <laughs> The film opens with some beautiful 35mm establishing shots of the fictional town of Vicksburg. Not to be confused with Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, the year is 1838. Jonathan Harker, later changed to Thomas Hutter, played by Murnau's third choice of an actor, Gustav von Wengenheim. Why do we know that? Why is that so public? I don't know. Yeah. Do you remind him every day? He, it was in the notes. It was in my research. <laughs> it my was third his third choice for actor. He's doing the press tour. He's doing a press yeah. docket, and he's like, well, third, third place choice. actor, so-and-so. You don't have to mention that to Murnau. Yeah, that's Murnau. just so funny that that's, that has survived through the ages is that he was the he's up giving choice. the he's up giving the q a he's like well you know gustav i hated this guy i really <laughs> didn't even want him <laughs> gustav von wangenheim or jonathan harker in the movie he's a handsome sexy young real estate man and he's coming home to his wife and uh yeah, by the way, this whole thing starts off with real estate. It's real estate horror. This is real estate-based <laughs> horror. This movie is literally like Dracula's living in his country castle, uh, aching to be back, you know, a girl in the city again. You know, he wants to live on, like, in Hollywood like Drake, basically. Like, his, his he just sees the stars and the sky and misses that, that the streets, man, you know. <laughs> Jonathan is frolicking home, picking flowers along the way for his lovely wife, Nina, Later changed to Ellen, which I didn't. Is Ellen, Ellen a German name? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you looked later. at me like I'm. <laughs> I'm an Ellen. Uh, she is played oh, so by the I lovely and. This is where Ellen took the inspiration to treat her interns. <laughs> From Nosferatu. Oh my God, dude! Ellen DeGeneres coming out of her dressing room looking like Nosferatu. <laughs> she just rises really from her coffin. <laughs> <laughs> her she starts dancing when she after she rises from her coffin. <laughs> I need to see that. Her um, scare <laughs> prank is just her as Nosferatu. <laughs> Oh, my God. So Jonathan's frolicking home, picking flowers for his wife, Ellen, or Nina, whichever version you watch. She is played by the lovely and talented Greta Schroeder. And, uh, yeah, listen, I can't definitively say that any of these actors didn't have anything to do with the bad stuff that was coming up in Germany. That sounds like a Nazi name to me. The bad times, we'll call it. Um, Because uh, there were some names in, like, Wikipedia and other sources that you couldn't even click on anymore. So I'm guessing they got like scrubbed from the internet for some reason Whoa. or I yeah. So they're like red links, they're like dead links. Ago. It was just a, maybe it was just a long time ago. Movie stars like no, well, I, the reason I say that is this is going to get real Nazi real fast with this movie, <laughs> like I said, because this was It's probably safe to assume they were all bad people. Yeah, yeah. Th- <laughs> yeah. This was yeah, yeah, I'll get into it. Who's <laughs> they're all Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just assume. That's just always. Like, would you, you be able to get some letters? Would you be yeah. able to be a working actor in Germany if you weren't down with the Reich? You know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't know if you would have been well, allowed to. That, this is before. This is 1922. Yeah, this so is this is before. This is a whole decade before the fucking Reich. I'll well, and I'll, is, I'll get into it actually because yeah. it's okay. exactly. Uh, 
well, let's save it. I'll get into okay. it. While the film is based on Irish Bram Stoker's Dracula, Nosferatu is an extremely German, tailor-made for 1922 Germany tale. Uh, as much as Dracula was made for Victorian-era English. Mm. Um, it was set six decades before Dracula. Dracula was 1897. Nosferatu is 1838. Okay. So, and the movie's premiere, this is, it, you know, very German movie. The movie's premiere was on March 4th, 1922, at the Berlin Zoological Garden, planned as a large society evening entitled Das Fest des Nosferatu. Or Festival of Nosferatu. And guests were asked to arrive dressed in Biedermeier costume. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, a traditional early to mid-1800s German style when the film takes place. That would have been, like, a beautiful evening. So cool. Like, and, the, and again, it's an orchestra yeah, playing orchestra along with that. Yeah, orchestra at the Zoological yeah. Society. Like, the yeah. garden, like... It's probably a really yeah. fun night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like a party. Yeah. Sounds fun. And speaking of that orchestra, when... <laughs> I don't... This score was nuts. Like, the score, I, Dev, I don't know what you thought of it, but this score was insane, dude. It was all over the place. He's picking flowers in this first scene, and it sounds like like bottom of the ninth for the Dodgers <laughs> is going on, and, like, Hitler's on the mound, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. That's awesome if the seventh inning stretch was written by the <laughs> Axis powers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was, man. Who knows? I mean, yeah, no. The the score was definitely uh, unique, and it was not very well matched with the content of what was going on on screen. I don't think. I think. Yeah. There were moments, like you said, that were kind of like off, but you know, there was also like I remember making a note of a scene where I was like, if it wasn't ominous, dark music right now, this could be like a comedy, <laughs> like going right. on. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what is it's so kind of ambu- I feel like it's so blanketed that they just made the entire film sound the same like I couldn't yeah. really distinguish one scene from another it was all oh my god I'm yeah. gonna die what was yeah. the time of this movie was it an hour 20 or was it longer it was about an oh, hour yeah, it, it was, was an hour, an hour- oh okay. hold on that is a note it was an hour 20 minutes and 38 seconds we'll there get you to go that. Okay. <laughs> that extra 38 seconds was hard um, that's, uh, that's not that, that's probably like where you should target a silent yeah. film, you Dude, know, like wings, wings was too long. Woo. That was, oh my God. So long. I listened yeah. to a podcast while I was listening, while I was watching it at one point. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I did my homework. Don't worry. But, uh, but yeah, no, like that's an hour 20. That's probably like prime time for a, yeah. for, for a silent film. Yeah, for sure. So Jonathan picks some flowers for Nina. She's at home, like playing with a cat or whatever. Uh, the next day, he's wandering around Visborg, and he is stopped by his boss, Agent Renfield, later changed to Agent Nock, played by Alexander Granach. Granach. You got to say it like that. Renfield says, wait, young man. You can't escape destiny by running away. This, the cards are all really... The the wording of the movie is very strange, well, but it's, it's also translated. translated. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a translation from a translation. Too. Yeah. Like they yeah. translated it from English to German to back to English. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but we find out pretty quickly that this dude's very sketchy, sketchy as hell. For one, a card comes up that says the agent Renfield was a strange man and there were unpleasant rumors about him. And then, uh, but in the next shot, he's reading a letter and <laughs> Dev's probably going to talk about this for a second, but the letter is just occult symbols. 
it's just like all occult symbols and this dude's reading them like like, like he's reading back. a book like, like they're words he's just like oh yeah under the bridge at seven you know i got yeah. you yeah you know Whoa. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so spooky. spooky that's why it was comical to me for a couple reasons first of all he reads this letter multiple times throughout this movie like he goes yeah. back to it and he's like oh is everything going to plan let me like re- reference this and check it again uh. All right, those. So I, this is the letter that I stopped and I looked at. All of the symbols <laughs> on this letter are occult symbols, but they're from different codexes and different meanings and different uh, groupings. Think of it like That's hilarious. it's a it's a it's a piece of paper with words for different languages on it together that are put together in an order that don't make any sense. So it doesn't <laughs> spell anything out. It doesn't say anything. Like literally, I like wonder. there's like three symbols that belong to this one thing, and that means like salt and this and this, and then right next to it, there's another thing that is taking from an excerpt from something totally different that has nothing to do with any of that. I mean, that's hilarious. It, they, I wonder if they were were they like <laughs> were they trying to avoid like actually conjuring the demons? Probably or something? not. I mean, or, they still do that in horror movies today. Yeah. They'll just, put random i mean even an upside down cross used to be a well like an actually catholic symbol you know that that was done before crowley got involved because crowley would never have allowed it to just be random i was about to say it was probably done by someone who thought it was cool but didn't actually know what anyone meant yeah they're like like, these look spooky i don't know well the guy who made the movie alvin growl he was he was a big occultist interesting so So he would have known the the, side. the the occultists believe magic as being like they can use this as a tool like uh, for example if they wrote something in like that language that no one else could translate but it had meaning and a value to to them and to everyone else maybe it was like anyone who watches this film will you know vote the way i tell them to and it's like a subliminal message thing. So like if people right. don't know that it has an effect. They're not even really conscious or aware of it. But to the to the artist who put it in there, the director, it does have an effect. It does have meaning. That is like their form of a way of doing magic to them. So I mean, Hitler did happen after that. So yeah, <laughs> pretty soon after that. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what the something. paper says. It says <laughs> the, the symbols all just spell Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it would make a lot more sense. But that's the other thing. You said this was a lot of uh, Nord's uh, Germanic um, occult roots, which I think there are elements of that all over the film. But in this particular document, there's not a lot of those symbols that are specific to Nord's. There are some, there's there's a couple main ones that like some of the bigger images, like there's a like, um, I don't know, a two by two inch by two inch uh, graphic uh, in a couple places on the front and the back. There's like, you know, two or three of those larger symbols and stuff. Those are real, but they're kind of abstract. They're kind of like a universal symbol for things. But all in all, this it what's hilarious to me is that like I'm sitting there and I know what all of this means and I basically know it just says gibberish and then watching this guy be like, yes, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like he's, he's discovering the fucking Sphinx riddle or something. It's, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, no, he he reads the letter and he just like looks up. He's got like a light bulb idea and he calls Jonathan over and he tells him that a very important How? letter. He's just like, oh okay, you right. know. Are you, <laughs> The the audience can see this. Right, okay. Well, no, I forgot that they were in the same room. I was called. Oh yeah, they're in the was... same room now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it jumped back with a smoke man. signal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> so like, there's no phones. How do you call them? No, Jonathan is like, it, basically, it looks just like Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. It looks just like Christmas Carol, where, like, the boss is sitting at this podium, you know. Scrooge? Yeah. The boss? <laughs> no, I mean, no, but like the boss in this situation. Okay. Renfield. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Renfield's yeah. sitting at, Renfield is Scrooge, Jonathan is Little Timmy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this fell apart fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. This fell apart yes. fast. But yeah, it, it it's that setup. So, and Jonathan is this like perky, like, yay, like always smiling and everything's fun and yeah. hilarious and, you know, his shrill, shrewd boss or whatever. And so, yeah, he reads the demonic letter, calls nice little, you know, virgin Jonathan over or whatever. And, Isn't he married? Yeah, you know, he's he's still, they slept in separate beds. Just has that energy about him. They slept in separate beds if TV has taught us anything. <laughs> Tells Jonathan that a very important letter has arrived from Transylvania. Ooh. Count Dracula is looking for a house in our city, and he's very free with his money. And by the way, I, I did a typo here, and I kept it, because I said he's very free with his monkey. And I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> he's very free with that monkey. Much more fun movie. That monkey goes skinny dipping, and, you know, yeah. he's found inside all of the... <laughs> all the hijinks. All the brothels. Yeah. Count Dracula is looking for a house in the city, and he's very free with his monkey. So this could be very good for your career. <laughs> okay, wait, did they actually say Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they say Count Dracula. It says Count Dracula in the movie. No, in the, it says like, Count Orloff. Well, that's the thing. It depends on which version you watch. That's right. If you watch that the one right. post lawsuit, it sounds it says Count Orlock. If you watch the one pre lawsuit, the one that premiered, it says Count Dracula. Okay, so yeah. they never call him Nosferatu. Uh, they, he is the Nosferatu. Nosferatu a, is that's a creature. Yeah, it's a creature. It's a vampire. Oh, yeah, okay. this thing was also written by a poet. So the dialogue what? is poetry. Oh, you know, it's yeah. all very like uh, expressionist. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. didn't say it was good poetry. No, he said it was poetry. it's poetry. Yeah, yeah. it's by definition of it what it is. Yeah. yeah. So Jonathan's all like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll go talk to Count Dracula. Why not? You know." And uh, <laughs> his boss Renfield says. You have you will have a marvelous journey, and young as you are, what matter if it costs you some pain or even a little blood? What matter? What matter? What matter? Dot dot dot. Blood. Also, how rough was real estate at the time? Oh my god. What? Go sell this house and look, man. Yeah, you're young. You can get the shit here. beaten out of you or whatever. It's like what? What am I doing? Where am I going? Why would you say that to me? The realtors in Beverly Hills are like, it's a real fucking Nosferatu out here. It's a real Nosferatu out here. <laughs> Let me tell you, I got, I got three calls a day for these mansions. Nosferatu ain't got nothing. Like, hey, take each other out with the blood in the throat. Yeah, if you're a real estate agent out there, please let us know how much of a danger this is in real life. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever encounter like? I mean, have you vampires? seen Dallas's housing market lately? <laughs> with all the people waiting in lines? Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear, I hear, yeah. I hear it's, a, it's a bitch to buy a house right now. It's Damn. what matter, though. It's what matter. <laughs> what matter. Maybe some blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, boss man Renfield says, leave at once, young man. And hey, while you're out there, look, you may hear things like, Transylvania is the land of phantoms. <laughs> or, <What>? you know... <laughs> 
or you might you might hear things like never ever go to Transylvania because like you'll surely die like horribly you know but don't let that stop you keep going this wait so but he wants to buy a house in their village he wants to buy a house in their so village. why does he have to go to Transylvania well because he yeah I mean I, I guess. It's that personal touch. It's that personal for, touch. Okay, you go pick right. up the client. Because yeah. it, yeah. it's, it's a buyer's market, Drake. It's a buyer's market. Out. He's yeah. a count. He's a count. Yeah. You're going to go yeah. up. you got to go have wine some. you got to wine and dine him. Wine and dine him. 69 of him. This is going to be his summer villa. <laughs> <laughs> so what matter if there's some what pain? What matter? <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been told that you know, in Hollywood. You know Listen, how, you're like... going to go meet this producer. What matter if there's some blood? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jonathan rushes home. He's all excited. Yay, you know, traveling trip. This is going to be really good for me. And he tells his wife, Nina, that he's going to be leaving for a few months to go somewhere in the Carpathias, Transylvania. And he's going to leave her with their friends. I can't remember their names. It's like Rommel and Schindler or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, it's, it's Bavarian cream. And Himmler, Goring, you know. Goring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Nina, Nina's not super happy with it. She's not real sure that Jonathan is the right man to be traveling uh, around the country going to sell stuff. She knows how much of a pansy her husband is. Yeah, she knows. She like, would know. She, she knows. This guy is not the right guy. He's, he's like a smiley goofball, you know. And he's definitely like, Jonathan has like, he's been catfished before, you know. Like, he's that type of guy. Like, and I was wondering about that. So, huh. do you think there was catfishing back oh, then? Oh, there was. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There, the, well, mm-hmm. So, one of the original scams, I know about this, is uh, there awesome. really was, like, a Nigerian prince scam. He called himself the Nigerian prince. Oh, and he shit. put ads in the paper and said he was a lonely boy and he was a Nigerian prince and he just wanted people to be his pen pal. And that also, he had some jewels to give away. And if you just sent him a pair of pants and some money, he would send you jewels from Nigeria and he what? just wanted you to be his pen pal. And it turned out to be like some 17-year-old white kid in Virginia or something. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, there used to be catfish, catfish. Nigerian prince games back <laughs> Wow. Then. I thought Dude. about this after an edible. Uh, <laughs> so it's the Western times, right? And you go down to the old Pony Express <laughs> and just put a picture of like your hot girl cousin mm-hmm. with like a love letter to like some rich farmer, right? Oh, yeah. And get him to send you money. That's how Belle yeah. Gunnis became a serial killer. Oh, really? She was a catfish. Oh, my God. Dude, scam history. The history scam of scams. Scam history. <laughs> That's going to be a Patreon. I don't need to come in here oh. and tell you guys about your podcast. But no, yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> this is great. You're now a permanent host. Yeah. <laughs> you get James' job. <laughs> but, dude, but do you think dick pics were ever sent through the Pony Express? Absolutely. Had to have been. You'd have to stand still for so long. Oh my long. god, that's imagine what I having too. imagine having to stay hard for like eighteen minutes while they like took your picture. <laughs> I thought the same this is why we're married. So yeah, like dick pics back then were all soft, yo. Look at the Greek statues and David. They oh, were that's like hard. Right. No one smiled, no one was hard. No one smiled. <laughs> <laughs> no one smiled, no one was hard. Then the rules. <laughs> Get back to work. There actually was though. I uh, I follow an account on Twitter that's all like like antiquated pornography, and it's really interesting. And you're right, actually, yeah, none of the dudes were hard, and wow. I think it probably had to do with the fact that you had to fucking stand there for yeah. like 12 minutes while they took your picture. So they, they, they could have someone fucking off camera just to like right. so give it a sort just of just like yeah. visual, yeah. yeah. And also, like, again, 
we know about the pharmaceutical history during this time. Surely they had some. No, like, they didn't have Viagra yet. Yeah, hmm. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine it's that was before. probably complex technology. You'd if have anything, to... everyone had whiskey dick. I guess yeah. Yeah. that uh, everyone was doing an eight ball of cocaine. Yeah. Drinking whiskey, like ev- nobody. <laughs> you're Sorry. right. No one smiled and no one got hard. <laughs> That's why they weren't smiling. Do you know what would get them hard? Is blue chew. So go to use promo code Phil History the History of Phil. Oh, we already had sponsors that'd be so perfect. You know, back in these days, no one smiled and no one was hard. But with blue chew, you'll do both. Blue chew. That's spelled B L U E Chew. Oh my god. Chew it with a nice tall glass of Coca Cola from nineteen twenty two. I'm manifesting this. Blue Chew is our ad. I'm manifesting this. I only want to be sponsored by sex based products. Oh yeah, Adam and Eve, they're big sponsor. Oh yeah. 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 Hey. Sex based products and Coca Cola can be our sponsors. Coca-Cola is want nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> They're going to send us a cease and desist. They're going to be like, we get it. We used to put Coke in there. Jesus. Stop. You know, like, look, we know, but you don't have to rub it in. How awesome would that be is if, like, every time we made a joke account about Coca-Cola, we just had to do their, like, ad copy for two seconds and just... We get, <laughs> we get paid for every joke for Coca-Cola. obligated. This show would be half le- reading legal yeah. documents. Coca-Cola. You've been wanting to go back to the movies. Well, it's time for a nice ice cold Coca Cola. It's their fault. They didn't change their name. They never changed their name. They could have taken the Coca That's out true. of it. They Very didn't. true. They could just be the cola company. I mean, Pepsi heroin cola. You know, Pepsi thrived still without true. the Coca. Yeah, you know? yeah. They used to be heroin Pepsi. <laughs> heroin Pepsi. Cola. They dropped the Every- heroin. Every Christmas, they celebrate by coating their label in cocaine all over the tops of their letters and put little hats so. on bears. I hope they do. I hope they cut cocaine in the letters of Coca-Cola. You know, you could you know. definitely convince a bunch of Christians that, like, the reason for the bears is because of the snow, and that's a symbol for cocaine, and they still Ooh. secretly put cocaine in the Coke. Oh, my God. I love that. Wow. I love that. I'm going to get on Reddit right now <laughs> and start, start, start this conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Reddit? You better go on, like, Christian Mingle and start this <laughs> <laughs> Farmers <laughs> only. It's got to start only. on Reddit, and then eventually a local news yeah. will cover it, and oh, then, yeah. like, that's how Amazing. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amazing. We can get Alex Jones on it. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> How do we get back to those Nosferatu? So, yeah, Jonathan begins his, his journey. A card reads, from relay to relay through the dust raised by the stages. Harker hurried on. Took me a few times reading that card, to be honest. I was like, what are they saying? What's up with but, the time on these cards? Some of them are... <laughs> 15, 20, 30 seconds. Others are like five seconds. And then what the fuck is up with them having a card and then flashing for like a half of a second back to the scene only to put up another card right after. I'm I'm so angry at the director for doing that to me. When they would edit it, it was like a physical editing of like cutting the film. And I swear some of them, it was literally the editor being like, oh shit, I cut too much. Oops. (laughs) Oh my God. Now it's on the floor covered in cigarettes. That's a very reasonable explanation. It it fell my cocaine. It did feel like cocaine. It fell on my Coca-Cola. It it's ruined like, now. It's ruined. I smoked a cocaine cigarette dipped in acid. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, oh, man. 
So Jonathan goes off on his quest. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That was a good segue. You guys just took it. <laughs> and this is a, it's a beautiful part of the movie. Murnau yeah. cheated Transylvania in Slovakia at the time. So there's some really great shots here of Slovakia and panoramas of the high Tatras in Gerlach. You know, beautiful places. Do you, do you know, did you find out where this was actually shot? Yeah, it was shot all around Slovakia. And then uh, they had a studio in Berlin that they did some shots in. But they filmed in actual ancient locations. Okay, so they filmed in an actual castle. Yeah, they filmed in an so actual neat. castle. And yeah, I'll get into all that when I get into the production. But cool. a lot of the locations... Uh, mo- all of the locations basically are still standing because wow. they were already hundreds of years old right. when they filmed there. That's so dope. Mm-hmm. One yeah, of my really notes cool. when it started taking those uh, shots of like them in the valley and going through the horse, through the trails and all like the the wilderness. I go, where the fuck did they shoot this? I ran. <laughs> <That's what laughs> it, it does yeah you could totally cheat it as like somewhere like that it's yeah one of those, it's like the the mountains and the the rockiness of it of the terrain right craggy mountain whole area. Yeah. yeah like so wait I, I have this question for you this you said that they're in like the they made a make you know, basically like a titanic-esque making of of nosferatu uh-huh. did they please tell me they shot that movie in the same castle Ooh, i don't know Maybe. Ooh. I didn't get too much into okay. history yeah, of Shadow of the Vampire. Maybe. <laughs> knowing, knowing them, it was in fucking Burbank, though. You know, by this point, we stopped doing cool shit, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, uh, we'll do an episode on history of the or Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> episode 43, Shadow of the Vampire, once we run out of ideas. Yeah, Jonathan, he also, he stops into this cool as shit old tavern that's all like lit by torches and it's you know all like stone yeah it was this like stone tavern that he's in and they filmed that in an actual old uh church it was like this ancient church in slovakia yeah it was really cool that's i recommend if you're into castles and old places this movie is a porn for that like it's you know it's very cool and yeah he sits down and he basically tells everyone, he's like, I got to eat fast and get going. I'm supposed to have already reached Count Dracula's castle. Everybody's like, you know, yeah, the jukebox stops. And, like, the man on the old piano yeah. stops playing, you know. And everybody looks at him, and they're like, bitch, I know you ain't going to Count Dracula's castle. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know where you are, bro? And he's all like, yeah, it's going to be cool. Don't worry. And the innkeeper tells him. At least stay here for the night because you don't want to be out and about in Transylvania after dark. That's when things get real weird and kinky. <laughs> um, and and he's not lying. Like, the sun goes down and the women in this inn are, like, in the corner, like, cowering, terrified of death. After he's like, yo, you got to stay the night. You can't go. He's like, okay. And then everyone's like, yeah. All right, back to what we were doing. Yeah, back to what we're doing. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't take a lot of convincing. They were like, stay here for the night. Yeah, yeah. I get to to stay in a comfy tavern for free. Yeah, exactly. By the way, is every man's eyebrows and mustache in this fucking film the most bushiest life of its own, like small woodland creature coming off of their face? Like this innkeeper's brows are ridiculous. I have notes just like. Certain people are like, Jesus Christ, there's one dude who had 
a mustache, but it looked like nose hairs because instead of curling out, it just went straight down like, like <laughs> rabbit's bump teeth. And yeah, like dude. Four inches. I was like, oh. yeah, they, these were probably like local 1920s Slovakians. There was no fucking casting. They just went right. to the local yeah. town. Yeah, they went to this local actual town. They're like, we're filming a movie. They're like, what's that? What is <laughs> this? What is this magic? Like, oh. just sit there and do what you're a normal kid <laughs> yeah. do. Okay. Do you know, do you remember what he says, why he can't go out at night? No, I don't. The, the innkeeper goes, you can't go out there at night because the werewolves are out at night. Mm-hmm. And, and they had a shot of a hyena. Yeah, that pissed yeah. me off so a much. Of the, they, yeah. they cut to a fucking, what I first thought was a painted dog coming right. out of the woods <laughs> down this trail. And then upon closer look, they, they cut to this, it's a hyena. And then they cut to this group of horses, and those horses are like, what the fuck? And they turn and run away. And this hyena is just coming down this valley at them. And of course, the horses universe. Yeah. Well, I'm like, when would a horse ever see a fucking hyena? It's going to run like crazy. That thing looks mutant. Yeah, Murnau got a hyena for this. How dumb are people that they're like, that's a hyena, not a werewolf, guys? I don't, you know. It just. They they used what they had, you know? Yeah. They did premiere at that zoological garden. I bet they had a hyena. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were like, if you premiere here, we'll give you a hyena. (laughs) Can we borrow your hyena? (laughs) That was was production being like, uh, all right, guys, we can't get any werewolves. They're all already working on other projects. All that's left is hyenas. There's only like 10 werewolves in the industry right now. I know a guy with a I know a guy with a hyena. I'm sure he'd let us use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can get you a hyena on the cheap, bro. Get I mean, that is the time when like rich people would have their own menageries. Yeah. Like, no reason other than their own entertainment. So That's true. Also, there's 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 werewolves, there's vampires all in Transylvania. Why do these people live here? <laughs> Why are they here? Like the women, when the sun goes down, the women go in the corner and huddle and like are terrified. Mm-hmm. It's got to be rent yeah, control. Yeah, it's, it's 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 costly to, to move <laughs> yeah. out to yeah. move out of the country. You know? Here's the thing. Here's your plan of escape, right? Wait until the sun comes up. And leave, you know, like I, yeah, I, like they got they got to buy a new house. So who's gonna buy? And they can't sell their house. Yeah. Who's gonna buy a house That's in true, Transylvania? Exactly. So it's like, look, there's churches everywhere. You mean you've you seen the, the buyers market? Like yeah. we were just talking about it. <laughs> Move to Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Move like, from Transylvania to Dallas. It, That'd be a good movie. It is so bad though that even the vampire wants to leave Transylvania. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> even like, the vampire's trying to. get This out. is a shithole. Like, I don't know why all of you are still here. <laughs> yeah, Ever I since the pandemic the government here has really let this place go (laughs) (laughs) the plague really killed transylvania you know i mean there's less homeless people camping under my moat my My friends kept biting into these people and they were sick and now my my buddy gets sick with this thing you know It's it's a hard time for you know for your food source to be people who could be sick. You That's know? very true. Like, no one you know, talked about how the pandemic if affected I had the vampire a community. For every time I've said it, you know. <laughs> you know I thought, Dracula's like, I thought vampires were bad, and then I met a meth zombie. <laughs> you in can't Florida. kill them, they're relentless, they smell bad. And they're like the honey Florida. badgers of meth, the meth <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. So Jonathan gets a room at the inn, and he finds a book in there, 
uh, in like the I don't know somewhere, but it's called <laughs> it's called the Book of the Vampires. I mean that's convenient. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this goddamn book. <laughs> <laughs> this book, it, there's like one sentence per page. Apparently, he opens it up, and the first page said it was 1443 when the first Nosferatu was born. That name rings like the cry of a bird of prey. Was born. Never speak it aloud. <laughs> yeah, was born. Nosferatu was born in 1443, the first one. Well, where'd it come from? But from what? Yeah. Uh, you got to ask them, bro. <laughs> no, you got to get the book of the vampire I mean, if you want to read the rest. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I never go thought about that in. Yeah, I never thought about vampire lore. If they've been here since caveman days, like they've always been. Apparently, I guess 1443. Not. Yeah. has this whole thing where it's like a demon that's infecting a little bit of everybody who's a vampire and like made up this whole ancient Egyptian thing, which is pretty cool. But like this, where it's just like they were born. Just that's yeah. it. Yeah. Interesting. They were born. They were born. <laughs> and then they were. They were born. And then and then there was Nosferatu. <laughs> God said, let there be Nosferatu. Yeah, he was the eighth day. <laughs> <laughs> On the eighth day, he built vampires. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> the Vatican doesn't want you to know that. <laughs> uh, Jonathan laughs at the book and just fucking like, throws it on the ground. Like, I as mean, hard wouldn't as he you? Please, like, tell ah, me, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please tell me he does an over-the-shoulder, like, don't do this. He's like, yeah, basically. Yeah, he's like, ah, what a, what a crock of shit. I mean, okay, but, like, you're in this guy's house to, like, sell him a new house, and you're just, like, throwing his books. Right. Well, he's not even at the guy's house. This is tavern, right? Oh, this is, this is still tavern. at the tavern? Yeah, they just the have tavern. that there? Yeah, they, they have the Book of the Vampire at the tavern. Is it, like, a coffee shop where they have kind of a little library? Yeah, I think they have yeah. a little library. But also, they're in Transylvania. You probably want to let people know. Yeah, probably want to let this dude know. It's your local. This is like uh, one of, instead of like those pamphlet brochures of like. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. What's new in out. Transylvania? Like, yeah, yeah, things to do. What's Welcome around to Transylvania. Don't yeah. go out after dark. Don't go out after, after dark. dark. But during the day, we have excellent wine tastings. Don't go out after dark. That's when our beautiful vampires and werewolves come out. We, we are a Born uh, preserve. Born in 1492, or whatever. Do not feed the. Vampires. Do not yeah, feed yeah. the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> you can go see them in the day. They're just like in their coffins. Yeah. Like, wow, look, there he is. There's one. He's like showing his son. He's like, look, buddy, it's a vampire. <laughs> can, I, can I wake him, Dad? <laughs> no. no, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> He's throwing fucking... You can There's- wake him. There's that, <laughs> there's that one kid that I'm pretty sure is me and Dev as kids just throwing shit at throwing his coffin. Yeah, yeah, throwing yeah. rocks yeah. at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poking him with a stick. We're like, hey, buddy. It's like those kids who get like mangled by gorillas because their parents aren't watching them. Dude, they brought me to the zoo as a kid, and I the they let the peacocks run loose in the zoo. They do, yeah. And I was like, oh hell oh, yeah. yeah, I want to wrestle one of those things. Oh no. I, and I look. When I was I a kid at the San Diego Zoo, a gorilla did get out one time. Holy and, like, wrecked some whoa. shit. Whoa. Yeah. That's what? awesome. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. Man, I, why do we do this? Anyway. <laughs> so Jonathan throws the vampire book on the ground. <laughs> I don't need this shit. He makes his way to the castle. He makes his way to the castle. And when when he gets to the outskirts of the castle, uh, this is how bad you know it is. His Uber driver is like, bro, I am not going any further than this. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how much you pay me. 
This is it. He said, you can pay us anything, but we're yeah. not going any further. And, and he uh, gets all pissed off and continues walking. And the store's <laughs> like, a little fit. And I'm like, bro, are you this motherfucker so dumb the audience should be rooting for him to get eaten by a vampire? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. His, his driver literally is like, this is the land of phantoms. My God, man, this is this is backcountry. Jonathan crosses the bridge anyway. He's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, he didn't have much luggage on him, by the way. I couldn't help but to notice. But, but he, he said he was gonna be gone for like three months, right? Smelled back then, though. Yeah, that's true. He was like, this guy's got a whole castle. You don't got an extra wardrobe? For yeah, him? that's yeah. true. I'm going yeah. to this count's house. Yeah. Mm. Um, he crosses the bridge. That is where he meets Nosferatu. Like and on the bridge? No, he like he crosses the bridge into Nosferatu's land. Okay. And Nosferatu presents himself the first time as a carriage driver of this really creepy like black carriage that he, he goes around in, and his horse looks all weird. And this is where that stop motion thing happens. So like when his horse is moving towards Jonathan, it's all like <laughs> yeah, and it looks like he's moving super fast, like superhuman. Wait, the horse can move super fast? Yeah, the horse can too. Is it it's a... like a vampire horse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or the horse is an This sounds okay. like this sounds like like you're playing like action figures as a Oh kid. my god, it does. <laughs> someone's like, "Wait, the horse can move too?" Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. No, it's a vampire horse. That's not fair. Your horse can't move horse. fast too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it can. Mom uh-huh. said he could. It's a vampire horse. He's like, "Just let your brother play." <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can I have some hamburger helper? So, uh actually, I, but I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh the movie that is, I'm going to leave it there because i really need to get into talking about the production of this thing unless i want this to yeah we're an hour in go watch the movie it is worth it it it's a trip maybe take some edibles before maybe some acid i don't know whatever you want to do luckily it's the it's the story of dracula a lot of people know the story exactly if you're a big dracula fan you already have seen this uh it's out there on amazon a few other places and like i said i mean there's a lot of different versions i'd probably recommend if you could find that blue tinted version that's cool but also the version i watched was literally just when they were still using dracula's name and everything wow so that was also kind of cool watch it twice yeah watch it twice watch a bunch of versions um just leave it on while you sleep there yeah, was some haunted dreams. there was one herzog remade it Ooh. in 1979 called nosferatu the vampire spelled with a y because he's Werner herzog it's like when people spell magic <laughs> yeah. yeah and then there was a version in the 90s uh presented by david carradine and they rescored it with fucking heavy metal, dude. From this band called Type O Negative. Ooh, it was like, like blood. Yeah, like blood. Vampires. Right. It was like blah, 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 <laughs> Nosferatu. You know. It was kind of like Dev's intro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so let's get into the production of this thing. Let's. Uh, I'll tell you about how this thing came together. Yeah. So this was the first movie. This was the first movie ever. Um, first cameras ever made. There. No, but there were a lot of firsts. There were a lot of firsts being done in this movie, much like a bunch of the movies we're going right. to talk about. You yeah. know, we we we've been talking yeah. about every episode about how like they were literally inventing stuff on set mm-hmm. to do things at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. As and yeah, Dev, do you have anything? Before, I it's not before, but do you did you do any? Uh, or is there any information about the camera rigs that they were shooting and stuff on? Because I got a complaint. 
Okay. <laughs> you want to file a complaint? I understand. Yeah. Everyone uh, involved in this movie is dead. <laughs> there's a good section where I'll get into where I'll let you go with it. I'll let you go with it. Uh, no, so as all right, well, go okay. Ahead. <laughs> as we discussed earlier, a big part of Nosferatu's whole vibe was the era in which it was written and produced. One big departure from Dracula and Nosferatu is the plague that occurs. This was a big deal in 1922, like I said earlier, for 1918. And this was absolutely written into the script. I mean, for one, this was already the time. They they told the screenwriter to write it a little bit different so we don't get sued. Mm-hmm. So he added the plague as sort of his own spice on Dracula because the plague had just happened in real life. He I don't know inspired. if you actually established what the plague was for a few, the few people who don't know. They, when... <sighs> no, just like the real life one that was scary. Oh, the, I don't think yeah, you, we influenza. all know what it is the here, but like yeah. just in case someone knows. The influenza yeah. pandemic. Flu, right? Yeah, the right. Spanish, flu, in, the Spanish flu. Yeah. They wore masks and everything yeah. just yeah. like us. Yeah, wow. it was the first pandy. It killed James Cagney's drunk dad. <laughs> um, and Edward Cullen. And it, it killed Edward Cullen. Wow. Yeah. See? Wait, the guy from Twilight? Yes. Yeah. That's how he, he was a pandy. A Wait, he really? Oh, that's the lore? Oh, cool. He was a pandy victim. And, uh, <laughs> so how many vampires do you think are coming out of this pandemic? A lot. Oh, so many. A lot. So many. <laughs> and it, this was, it not only was the pandy uh, had just happened to them, <laughs> uh, World War One had just happened, and fucking two million Germans died oh, in World yeah. War One. Seven million came back completely incapacitated as you know casualties as they called them and who knows i mean that's just the numbers that were recorded so there's a scene in nosferatu where coffins are just being paraded down the street oh whoa and this was what everybody said (laughs) dev's dying dev's dying of the pandemic as we speak this was uh, <laughs> this was what everybody said was particularly hard to watch at the mm. time because this was literally a thing that they had just seen recently. Right, coffins coming down the street of your town. You yeah, know? they would just go to your door and someone would be in the window and they would like tell them like we got some dead in here. Yeah. They'd mark your door and then the dudes would come through yeah, and like get to bring your out dead. your dad with the fucking yes, bell and shit. yes, dude. And it was real. And they showed that in this movie. And I can't even imagine. I imagine yeah. I imagine some people left the theater. But yeah. these are also Germans. Yeah, they're, so hard, they're hard people. They're hard, hard people. people. Yeah. And maybe it was maybe it was cathartic. The same thing I said about Wings. Maybe yeah. some people got you know a little bit out of seeing it mm-hmm. and it, like seeing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But it was added in the movie for the time. Um, and all that death also at the time it led to all the mysticism that was happening in Germany. It, it, Germans were desperate to know about the afterlife. I could see why there would be an oh, obsession sure. with mm-hmm. the occult, an obsession of death this, around right. this time. This era in Western society was mm-hmm. obsessed with the occult. Right. The Germans were obsessed with their own history as a people with was Nordic and the mm-hmm. Norse occult roots. But Victorian mm-hmm. times and people, this is goes to Crowley. Crowley was very popular in Paris and in London, in New York, San Francisco, Chicago, it was the elites of the Western world, whether it was America, uh, France, England, Spain, Italy, all of those countries were all studying the same stuff. This is also when you had a lot of people doing the explorations in like ancient Egypt and uncovering the Sphinx. Oh, right. This is when the, the Valley of the Kings oh, was shit. discovered. Right. Mm-hmm. And, wow. you know, Crowley fucking spent 
the way he got his premonition to start Thelma, which is like the, the foundation of Satanism, was by sitting in the Great Pyramid of Giza with his wife for like three days on drugs, being like having a vision, saying he was mm-hmm. dictated this book. Where he just pulled shit out of his ass. <laughs> but uh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. So like there was a lot. It was like headlines. This is all the presidents and rulers were um, looking to psychics and looking to occultists right. as advisors. The 1920s was such a time. What a cool fucking time in history. Yeah. Right before this, Rasputin. This was Rasputin in the czars. Nothing. The the Bolsheviks overturning all that. No, no, you're good. Nothing this cool is going to come out of the pandy we just had. (laughs) All we got was like more racism. Yeah. (laughs) And like. They got cool fucking death magic and we got more racism. Yeah. Damn, Dev, dude, that is some good shit. I'm really glad that... So, like, yes, it was the Germans after the war were looking... They were, along with everyone in Europe, all the intellectuals and um, middle to upper class were examining this from a cultural perspective. So books were written about this, music, radio, like... It was a thing in pop. It was pop culture. Incredible. It was a thing that wow. everyone was talking about. Like, if I were to say that I was a Freemason or a Rosicrucian back then, it would have been, like, widely accepted. Everybody right. would know like, oh, what, me too. Was, yeah. what they were yeah. talking about. Yeah. You know? Wow. So, like, now you say that shit and people don't know. But, like, back then it was very common knowledge. This is, you yeah. always knew somebody who was a part of that kind of thing or whatever. But this is also where a lot of, like, Snake oil salesman and a bunch right. of charlatans and shit came into play. Yeah, and they were selling you stuff to, you know, get you hard. Yeah. Which wasn't happening at the time. Right, yeah. yeah. Rhino like, horn. Bluetooth.com, no promo harm. code, <laughs> film history, the history of film. <laughs> promo code FHHF on Bluetooth.com slash FHHF. Oh, I can't wait. I can't slash Cagney. Slash Cagney. Bluetooth.com slash Cagney. <laughs> Promo code CAG. Oh Our promo code uh, is I, always CAG. Yeah, CAG. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get much like that. We're going to be... Oh, my God. We'll get a cease and desist from the state. <laughs> in 1922, when this movie came out, uh, or on the, when they were making it in 1921, a lot of people at the time saw Nosferatu as uh, like a cautionary tale about immigrants moving into Germany as well. Oh. And they'll, you know, they'll come over here and bite that our women. And I can understand. Yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. I, I can understand how you would get that take out of it if mm-hmm. you want to. And I mean, maybe that was the intent. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. I about mean, yeah. Have you ever met anybody from Transylvania? But, right. But like, right. that's also there's a similar reason why Hitler loved King Kong. Yeah. Like, right. and you can you can mm-hmm. make a similar. Yeah. S- the beast so- comes over here mm-hmm. and steals our women. Mm-hmm. Steals our women. Mm-hmm. Gives us diseases. Yeah. And not only that, yeah, they're only sending their bad hombres, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not only that, um, it can be noted, and a lot of people have uh, noted this, that Nosferatu does sort of resemble an extremely racist depiction of, of Jewish, Jewish people person. that was common back in the day oh, to spread anti-Semitism. Yeah. Actually, I can see, yeah. I can see, that, can see now, that now, thinking yeah. back at what he looked like. Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, a lot of people thought, you know, because yeah, they were they yeah. were spreading anti-Semitism at the time, and they really yeah. wanted Germans to believe that Jewish people were right. The Nosferatu. Yeah, you know? I and can so, absolutely see that. Yeah, and you know. it's interesting because in Dracula the book, he's very handsome and suave, yeah. and right. they made Nosferatu in the movie a very yeah right yeah they yeah. made him look like Rudy Giuliani. That was never. I mean. A, <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
like like Trump era Giuliani. <laughs> like mom yeah. district attorney mom, yeah. you know, oh prosecutor. Oh my god. That was for And this was definitely around the post the Treaty of Versailles had just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh German nationalism had really started to crank up at the time. And Nosferatu came out only one year before this dude with a funny mustache started gaining some popularity from the U- Munich Beer Hall Push. Was what it was called? P U T S C H. Beer sure Hall Push. Pronounced Push. So in the early 20th century, Germany had these beer halls, is what they were mm-hmm. called. Uh, and they were They huge. don't still? Yeah, they uh-huh. still do. But it, mm-hmm. at the time, I just think like, of Ger- I, that's just one of the things October. I think of when I think of Germany is <laughs> Giant beer halls beer and Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. So. And, and these, yeah, these beer halls in Munich were like thousands of people would be in these beer halls. Like they were wow. giant. So they like nightclubs basically. Yeah. Huge, huge wow. nightclubs. Uh, and it was it was it was a place where you would also go to have political debate. Um, it was a place where you would go and okay, so solve all the world's nightclubs. Not the best. Uh, it was more of <laughs> was like, it like a giant tavern, like yeah, yeah, yeah like, like a giant like tavern. Head cheese and yeah. drink beer and mile long cool. tables. We don't have anything like this. We don't. I know. No, wow. no. it was so communal. Cool. It was very yeah. communal. Yeah. It was like everyone was talking, everyone yeah. was meeting, people are sharing. I thought, that, I thought this is what Twitter is. <laughs> it was right, Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter. It yeah, was Twitter. But, but I can't but, have a beer. I mean, I can have a beer and go on Twitter, but you know what I mean? Like, I, guess, yeah. I feel like most everybody who's on Twitter is wasted drugs. So, I mean. Yeah, it was yeah. Twitter, except for, you know, Nazis didn't take over Twitter. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah, and so it's Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so these big beer halls. So in November 1923, Hitler and 2000 very early Nazis, the first iteration of the Nazis, marched on one of these beer halls, Feldern Hall, mm-hmm. all wearing red baseball caps that said, Make Germany Great Again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had me for like a second when you started with red, and I was like, Weird. Weird, red. They oh. all said, Make Germany Great Again, mm-hmm. you know, storm in the capital. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we got it. After a pandemic, <laughs> Hitler and the oh twenty. Uh, yeah. So I was wrong earlier. They did get more racism. They got more racism. I, yeah, I, that's I, right. I said yeah. that. That's all we yeah. got. All right. Where's yeah. our occult shit? <laughs> yeah, we didn't get. It. We just didn't get occult stuff. Yeah. Like, instead, we got conspiracy nice. theories about microchips. That's our occult stuff. Yeah. yeah QAnon is our. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what? Uh, Crowley. Yep. And so. Four uh, chan. <laughs> Four Crowley. <laughs> and so Hitler and 20 of the Nazis burst into the hall. And this is what they, I, this is probably true. I don't know. Hitler fired a shot into the ceiling and declared a national revolution. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it became this huge thing. They clashed with police that came. Uh, 16 Nazis and four police officers were killed in the skirmish. And Hitler was arrested. And this is why Hitler was in prison when mm-hmm. he was writing Mein Kampf. Yeah. This was the thing. Ah. Yeah. Um, and Mein Kampf would be released three years after Nosferatu in 1925. So during his five-year prison sentence that wow. he was serving for treason, yeah. he penned that book. So you know, that's I'm ju- I guess I'm just saying Nosferatu was at a very Nazi time. Right. Yeah. A very a very tense time in Germany. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Alvin Grau, the production company that he started to make this movie, Prana Films. Yeah. Prana is like a Hindu 
prophecy, oh. like, or a Hindu philosophy that he okay. bastardized okay. That's for his own. Yeah. That's yeah. a technique within the occult. That is a, a tool that is taught is to use symbols as a form of magic and as right. a form of, of working mental alchemy on others and influencing other humans right. without even them knowing it. Fascinating. Yeah. Wait, so, so we know for sure that the director of this movie was a Nazi. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, Murnau... I'll, get, I'll, I'll okay. get into it in the production oh. stuff, but no, Murnau wasn't... Murnau was sort of, um, I don't want to say innocent in all this, but he was a guy who they hired, you know? Okay. Uh, the director... Murnau, I'll get into it. But the people it, but behind this movie were... Yeah, they were all cult. Okay. He, I don't know about Nazis so okay. much, but they were... It was heavy occult. The whole okay. crew was in the, the was a okay. part of the occult. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but... So that being said, too, about uh, the message of the movie, you know, what a lot of people gathered from it. I also, uh, I took away a different meaning that I didn't hear a lot of people talking about. I think a big part of the message was also capitalism. Uh, the price of success mm -hmm. and getting rich. Like, mm -hmm. this guy goes up to this mansion to go wine and dine this count, and he's a real estate agent. And there's even a scene where the count finds a picture of Nina, his wife, and says she has a very nice throat. And now he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah he's I like, a, no to that one. Yeah. <laughs> she has a nice throat. And he's like, as soon as he says she has a nice throat, he's like, actually, I will buy the house across the street from you where I can watch through your windows. And Jonathan is just kind of like, it'll be good for my career. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you want more it, pictures of my wife's right, throat? <laughs> right. You're going to buy the house. Yeah. Uh, here's all the pictures of my wife that I have. Yeah. Here's my wife, you know. <laughs> that's, I, I, I can show you her real life throat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, that was kind of the message that I gathered from the movie, or one of them for sure, was like how many times being greedy and how many times have you had to deal with the Nosferatu, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a producer who like, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> ask you to do things you don't want to do right, for sure. money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if he had just been like, uh, how dare you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll go my wife's so throat. I'm, I'm going to go home now. Out. Yeah. Yep. Jonathan was, man. But, you know, we know this about Jonathan. Let's be honest. <laughs> old, old, old Johnny J. I also have, like, uh, you know, right there at that scene where he's leaving, um, he's been bitten and stuff, I right. think, by now. But, like, uh, he's leaving and he just walks outside of the castle and just sees some random dude on a horse. And flags him down like he's a, like it's a taxi. Like, where did this dude on the horse come from? Well, how many people are just wandering around this incredibly dangerous haunted Slovakia. place that nobody should be? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the consistency in this was not uh, top tier. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll get into the actual production of this movie, the filming of this thing. Uh, I wanted to start off too. Uh, I wanted to shout out a YouTube channel called Vintage Soup. I got a lot of information from her, and she. Uh, oh, she was great. Yeah, yeah, she was great. She has a lovely accent. I don't know where it's from, but she's like, "Oh, then I don't know." Made the movie. She Scottish. She's maybe? Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> she's like Nosferatu. You know, it's very cool. So, vintage soup. Go check her out. The film was shot on location in different places around Germany and Slovakia, and a few of those interior shots in Berlin, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, Murnau, F.W. Murnau, the director, he was obsessed with nature and his pastoral upbringing. Uh, he wanted a lot of outdoor shots, which I imagine they were all very outdoorsy. They were, they loved, the, these occult guys were very into nature. 
Um, which is kind of interesting. They filmed a Dracula movie using a lot of outdoor shots. You yeah. Know, I think that's pretty interesting. And he, yeah, he even hired that hyena that doubled as a werewolf. <laughs> he hired that hyena. He hired the hyena. And it, the, the, the hyena, <laughs> the hyena was also, uh, it was, you know, it was to display nocturnal predators. He had, he had a lot of this, like, carnivorous nature in the film. There was a bunch of shots of spiders eating bugs in their web. And I thought those were cool those shots. Those were cool, Yeah. And there was a shot of like that fly, that Venus flytrap eating the fly. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a bunch of like stuff eating stuff, like vampires, basically. They even said uh, it's it's Professor Van Helsing showing his class a Venus flytrap, and he says it eats the fly like a vampire. So it's you know there was a lot of it was it's cool. cool. I have, yeah, that's that's just nice. The attention to detail. Yeah, and like I said. Professor Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, they were. I know James thought that was funny too, but I like forget that it's in such a. It's he's Hugh Jackman now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vampire James hunter. Was like Hugh Van Helsing, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's the guy from the book. That's, the like, that's that's Hugh Jackman. That's Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> uh, now also did not like fancy camera angles. He did not like Dutch <laughs> angles. Wait, <laughs> so film had just was not around very long and there were already like snobs. Yeah, there were already snobs. He said, when you see the film as a whole with all these so-called interesting camera angles, you realize they damage the action. They only lower instead of intensifying the story because they are merely interesting without having any dramatic value. What did he mean by that? What what did he give any examples? He thought of- they were schlocky. I think I understand what he's saying. I think that he was saying like the story and like what's going on should be captivating enough without you having to like do I camera tilt tricks. the camera. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like the camera tricks were like cheap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Uh... Listen, listen here, Mister Director. Uh, <laughs> before you get off of your high horse about your fancy camera angles, maybe you should check. The stability of your camera rig, because every fucking shot in nature was shaking like I'm on the back of a Jeep Wrangler doing a Moab 100. What the fuck? I mean, I'd be scared of shaking. Like, yeah. I was filming high It too. was shaking That's because right. of the real spinning right. so yeah. much. And so these things were built, but I'm like. You should see that. Yeah. You should yeah. know that. And like, it's not just one scene <laughs> and one shot. This is a continuous thing. I mean, I guess you couldn't shoot. really like check the dailies back then. Yeah, that's true. Every shot was like when Steve O was getting his tattoo on Jackass <laughs> in the back of with <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, like Henry those Rollins shakes, none of those shakes occurred indoors. Right. Weird. So like the whatever the rig that they were using out in the mountains was shaking. I see. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of his shots, uh, this is kind of interesting to me. A lot of his shots are based on paintings. So he pulled inspiration from Casper David Friedrich and Carl Spitzberg. Hmm. Uh, he also he had a lot of inspiration from the Brothers Grimm, of course. And uh, yeah, he was really he was he was putting on a, a clinic here, yeah. you know, with directing. <laughs> I mean, I'll jump ahead a little bit and tell you uh, he also directed the movie that 
tied with Wings for the original Best Picture. Oh. Yeah, that was Whoa. Murnau. Yeah. Wait, okay. the Best Picture tied? It was two movies. The very first Oscars, they, they awarded... I know you guys already went over this. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's fine. They, <laughs> they awarded Best Picture to two movies basically as a tie. It was Wings and Murnau's okay. movie. One's like, like the most... Literally mo- was a participation They were like, we really don't want to hurt anybody. One was like yeah. the most artistic and the other one was the most outstanding. That was okay. like the two awards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and um, (laughs) (laughs) because neither things are both things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, yep. And they still they snuff the director. They snub the director of Wings. I still Mm -hmm. say it. I still say it. Yeah. But uh, uh, and so we'll. And Albin Grau is really the man we're gonna get into right now. The man whose vision was Nosferatu, and the reason why everybody on the crew were occultist people rolling around on the grass and shit was all because of this dude, (laughs) Albin. He was his a, vision was to remake a book. His vision was <laughs> yeah, he wanted to remake Dracula. He was in World War One, mm-hmm. uh, and when he was serving in World War One in Serbia, he said that he was told a tale by a local peasant farmer. This guy said his his father at home was a vampire. He what? told yeah he told him. <laughs> He was, he was telling Serbia's so, crazy. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it too. <laughs> and so apparently, Alvin Grau ever since then said, "Like I want to, I want to make Dracula into a movie." Like I now I've heard of real I vampires. Mean, imagine hearing yeah. that back in the days before you know yeah. social media and the internet. Like that yeah. would be terrifying. I believe like, this it. This villager yeah. who has not read Dracula was right. like my my. Hey, that sounds like my oh, dad. He's a vampire. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. This. Wow. This motherfucker uh, was a part of the Fraternus Saturna. Yeah. Uh, that's the Brotherhood of Saturn right. in German. And they are, they're a pretty, they're a pretty gnarly group. They're gnarly. They're, um, this guy was they, seriously. They did some real fucked up shit. And he was, uh, he was high up in it. He was a grandmaster. Yeah. This is how he knew fucking Crowley. Right. Well, he he's the one. He designed the aesthetic around the film. He even designed the advertisements for the movie. Uh, he designed the makeup that Max Shrek applied. He designed all that. This was all his vision. Um, and like I said, even the advertisements, those one sheets where like Nosferatu is doing the like his oh, back's yeah. turned and he's uh-huh. looking back at you. That was all Alban Growl. You know, he designed all this shit. Uh, he was more of a set and costume designer. But like I said, it was his dream to adapt Dracula. Um, so this was Nosferatu was him bringing that. That makes sense mm-hmm. now hearing the, the reason, like the tale from Serbia, why he decided to make Dracula scary instead right. of hot yeah yeah a few yeah yeah, for sure yeah and a few film historians call they say that world war one story is bullshit but also i believe it i don't who what do they know yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do they know were they there were they there with album album in world war one in serbia Uh, after the war he had and dev this is going to get into your territory after the war he had befriended henry schenker a german book collector antiquarian and big time occultist Albin was a guy who went and he was the producer. He went to, he was a member of the Brotherhood of Saturn and went to conferences by them where Heinrich was at. Heinrich was the guy who founded the Brotherhood of Saturn and Heinrich learned all of these, these things from the other groups, like from the Rosicrucians. Like he was a Rosicrucian first and then he left them and said, fuck off, I know how to do this better. And him and Crowley like teamed up and Crowley was working on all these lodges for this stuff. 
in Paris, in London, and in the eastern seaboard of the United States, and all you know, I think in San Francisco and stuff too. But um, he, this guy Heinrich, was doing it all in Germany. So he was like Germany, uh, Switzerland, um, that that whole eastern block of Europe was like his territory, so right. to speak. And they were going up, setting up these lodges with this philosophical thought. And basically trying to get everybody to un- adopt the philosophy of like, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, that is where the true power right. lies. And of course, like the Nazis eventually were like, uh, we can't have a couple, bunch of our fucking like top leadership believing that they can just go do whatever the fuck they want. They got to do what like we say. Right. So they were like, nah, you got to get out of here before uh, we really take this shit over. Yeah. <laughs> and and like I said, everybody involved was pretty much, except for Murnau, everybody involved. I don't know Murnau's uh, involvement in this, but like the writer, Henry Galeen, uh, he was enlisted directly from the occult by uh, Albin to write the script. Uh, or it, adapt it really, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then they picked F. W. Murnau to direct it. Murnau was a man; he had served in the Luftwaffe in 1917, shooting shooting down our planes. <laughs> and uh, then apparently he said he would sit around campfires at night after you know shooting down our planes and tell ghost stories and talk about the two women he was related to who were burned as witches in 1650. Oh, the Inquisition. Yeah. So, so he, he was... He had to have been a little culty for the He was pretty culty as well. Okay. Yeah, and, and also he was just a creepy dude. Oh, okay, For cool. now, just a very, like... Sweet. Yeah, just a real creepy guy. Yeah. And after the war, he got bitten by the acting bug, actually. He trained under famed theater and film director Max Reinhardt in mm-hmm. Austria. And while training, he befriended a tall, gangly, strange-looking actor named Max Schreck, who would go on to be Nosferatu. Okay. Yeah. So they met in acting school. And Murnau, he met him in acting school, but Murnau went on. He did like eight films before he finally wound up working with Max on Nosferatu. But he was out there doing stuff. He had made eight films. He got handpicked to direct Nosferatu as a director. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like Deb was saying, during the pre-production of Nosferatu is when Alvin Grau was appointed master of the chair of the Grand Pansophical Lodge of the Orient and joined forces with Ordu, Ordo Templi Orientis. And that is, yeah, like, like Deb was saying, that's where Aleister Crowley got involved. Um, yeah. So how how early was Crowley part of this movie? He was, he came in, so he wasn't, really a part of the movie he basically came to visit uh set the, the studio when they were editing it oh he was just, okay and okay. he came to visit the set while they were or the studio while they were editing it and i don't know what he did specifically but he pissed off the german people in the studio so much that they asked for him to be deported from germany <laughs> Jesus. all together and also Basically cut ties with Alvin Grau at the time, and that's when Alvin Grau, they disbanded mm-hmm. a cult part that Alvin Grau was, and that's where it split off into what, what Dev was talking about, the Brotherhood of Saturn. So it split off into, like, smaller cults. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know, Dev. I don't know what Alistair Crowley did. I, I mean, probably a lot. Yeah. Wait, the, wait, like, in, this happened in the editing bay? Like, yeah. Like, he pissed him off so much in the editing bay <laughs> yeah. that we're, like, disbanding this brotherhood, <laughs> yes. and so, you do your own so, thing? And yes. you're being deported. Bro, Crowley was wild. But here's the thing about Crowley. Crowley would, if, like, what I'm, sh- this is, knowing everything I know, this is probably how something like this went down. Crowley probably went in there to get, like, the unofficial all clear final say final cut so to speak because 
there, I'm sure there was some money from him and from the organization right. that funneled its way into this movie just by Heinrich being a fucking, or Alba being a fucking producer. So I'm sure he came in there, saw that it wasn't probably what was up to par by his standards. Probably saw things he didn't like. Probably saw the, truthfully, probably saw the gibberish on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Why are you using but these symbols Crowley's, like this? Yeah. Why is the camera the so shaky outside? Why are there no Dutch <laughs> angles in this thing? <laughs> but Crowley's so crazy that he would be the type of person, he's done this before. He would probably like, let's say he's watching it and they're like, what do you think? He would just drop his pants right yeah. there, take a shit in his hand, right. and s- shove it into somebody's face. Dude was so what punk rock. Like, he's done Dude that on, metal. like, multiple occasions. He's been, like, kicked out of countries, bro. He right. got kicked out of Italy. <laughs> like, he, he was... Italy was like, you can't come back. You're closed <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. For, for ritual sacrifice. He almost... We probably did kill a couple of humans, but he definitely was killing, like, animals in this big fucking mansion... In like Vienna, like or or in uh like I don't know, fucking somewhere in Italy, and you know just on the regular, and you know he's a gnarly fucking dude. So like he his thing was also shock value. He yeah. really wanted to do, to make his statement. He wanted to be the most graphic, mm-hmm. the most shocking, the most vulgar that he could possibly be. Right. Um. In that in a given moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, he pissed them off. The Germans did not like him too much in the editing bag. <laughs> wow, so, yeah. And, yeah. you know, also... I'll, I, I'm sure it had something to do with feces. I'm sure it did. <laughs> Probably Wait, what country was Alistair Crowley from? England. England. Oh, okay. He was a British. Yeah. But uh, Prana and but he popped back and forth between there in the U.S. and Paris mm, on the regular, right. pretty much. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, Prana Films had not obtained the film rights to Dracula, so the writer, Henry Galeen, put his own little spice on it. Um, like I said, the vampire was no longer like a swab, handsome guy. And he added the plague rats on the ship and it was set in Germany. And Van Helsing was a, a researcher. He changed certain things trying to avoid the lawsuit, but he did not avoid it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I, t- I talked a little bit about how they filmed all over Germany. Uh, these days you can take a Nosferatu tour and see all those old places because they're all still standing. Some of them have been standing for centuries. The abandoned, Salt speaker, speaker, speak, spiker, <laughs> salt spiker, basically an old salt warehouse from the 16th century in Whoa. Lubbock. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. cool. That was Nosferatu's new Viesberg house that he was buying across the street from Jonathan, where he could watch his wife's neck. <laughs> and it still stands there today, looking creepy as shit. Looks cool. very creepy. Nos- <laughs> Nosferatu's castle was an ancient location, the Oraba Castle in Slovakia, a Baroque 13th century castle wow. that's still standing to the day. But uh, yeah, and Dev, <laughs> for cost reasons, cameraman Fritz Arno Wagner only had one camera. <laughs> and <laughs> there was one camera on this entire movie for cost reasons. And therefore, there was only one original negative for this movie. Wow. What? Yeah, there was only one. Ooh. That sounds terrifying. Terrifying. I'm telling you, the parts where it's like goes from card to little, I think they probably just edited too much and they're they like, like, that's, that's it. That's it. I mean, that, it was the one negative that we have. <laughs> Good luck in the editing room. No. Yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, so this is something I've never thought of before. Like. So wait, do they usually have backup cameras just in case one of them like oh, went yeah. wrong? Howard Hughes. 
Yeah. yeah. He has 72 cameras. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. But I thought that was to cover every angle possible. Yeah. Like, was it ever two cameras rolling at the same angle just so we have a backup in case? It depended. I'm sure it depended on the director. I think and Charlie time. Chaplin did that. Like a Tommy yeah. Wiseau? Like a Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, digital and film. Yeah. Film. Yeah. And then after you, can you re, can you make a duplicate? Like after they took the reel That's off, they could they yeah. duplicate it later? Yeah, okay. they duplicated it. Once they edited it is when they duplicated it. And oh, but the raw footage. Did they, the raw footage was you, one. You can't duplicate that? Well, you can, but it's oh. also, it's dangerous to even duplicate it. Really? Because that shit was yeah. so flammable. Yeah, that shit, yeah. Really? We were talking about that in the last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit would literally just light on fire. <laughs> right. So you have one, one reel of film. This that's the movie, and edit. You got to edit that, and then we'll duplicate what gets edited. You know, et cetera. Whoa, but, yeah. And uh, that this is one of the reasons why Murnau he uh, when Galeen wrote the screenplay, he wrote like a director's script as well, mm-hmm. and Murnau followed it to the T. Mm-hmm. Handwritten instructions on camera positioning and lighting and everything. Because it was like a, it was like a, you know, one, one go at it type of deal. Yeah. Um, he did, however, he, Murnau himself completely rewrote the last 12 pages of the script. And big spoiler alert here for Nosferatu, the end of the movie. Uh, Ellen sacrifices herself and the vampire dies in the sun rays, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like the first time that it ever happened on film, a vampire dying in the sun. Oh. Yeah, and Murnau. Cool. Wait, was that was that in lore too, or they changed that part for, for they, the movie? I think they changed that part, because I think the thing with Dracula was like, he just couldn't be in the sun. It was like, it hurt. Made him sick. Yeah, it made him sick, yeah. oh, but, but I don't think it like killed him instantly. No, okay. Nosferatu poofed like right. into a ball of flame, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Murnau, he prepared very carefully for that scene. There were sketches that were to correspond exactly to each film scene, and he used a metronome to control the pace Ooh, of the acting. Whoa. Yeah. That's neat. And so he would block out scenes with a metronome. And again, yeah, Shadow of the Vampire, they show the, the, the Shadow of the Vampire is basically about them filming this scene. Okay. And it's like, it's the whole thing is that they, you know, Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu is just a real vampire. In Shadow of the Vampire. It's, oh, okay. it's full of shit. Wait, wait, wait. So, um, how did they do the burst into flame scene? Oh, man. I, I Much like the other stuff, just with magical filmmaking at the time. Uh, they Real magic. Yeah, real magic. Well, that's why they had... <laughs> he just set him on fire. That's why they had the occultism up. Yo, so I have a note for the last note of this is just sunlight death circled in exclamation parts all around yeah. it. In a circle because... Fuck this scene. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is why, from the time, by the way, this is why I wrote down this number. From the time he burst into flames uh-huh. till the end card, uh-huh. it was like 70 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a minute the and end. 19, <laughs> one hour, 19 minutes, 27 seconds, he burst into flames. And then an hour twenty thirty eight, he fucking the end. The of end. I was so angry yeah. that it made me sit for an hour and nineteen minutes for this uneventful little fizzle of a firework. Yeah, of this fucking. Special it looked like it was effect. like flash paper or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they like it looked like they kept the camera stationary. 
Max Shrek. It looked it. like they ran out of time yeah. filming, and they had to wrap. They were like, "We don't have any more money. We, don't have <laughs> we any ran time. out. This, we just have to rewrite the ending to like, all right, throw it on." Yeah, together. after that whole Crowley incident, they're not giving us any more money, <laughs> so this is all we got. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there were a bunch of uh, different scores written throughout the years. As I was talking about, I went from theater to theater. Um, shortly before the premiere, an advertising campaign was placed in issue twenty-one of the magazine. Bonch and film, I gotta say it, with a summary, scene, and work photographs, production reports, essays. It included a treatment on vampirism by Alvin Growl himself. Ooh. Yeah, I'd like to find that magazine somewhere, but it's really cool. Oh, wait, hold on. So I'm just looking up the death scene. I, I thought he, like, burst into flames. He literally just disappears. He disappears. Well, and then there's oh, a little okay. flame ball. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, fire yeah, yeah, on yeah. the ground. There's fire yeah, on the ground. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. He disappears. Okay. I, like I said, I think I thought they, he, like, burst into flames. Like, no, I, thought, like, I was like, oh, how the fuck did you do that? They kept the camera steady, and then he stepped off scene, and then they lit some flash paper, yeah, and just cut in between. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, cool. and okay. so he, he he burst into flames. But it was so made th- Deb very angry. It, like the, the entire that William <laughs> Defoe movie is just about him walking away and them shooting a no, no, slate. No, no, oh, okay. no, it's a no. good movie. It's a very it's, good movie. Yeah, no, the, good. the movie is about them filming Nosferatu with a real vampire. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, you, yeah. I thought you meant it just because, that scene. Because like, there was a legend. Yeah, I was gonna say. Are you gonna talk about the legend? Yeah. Okay. The okay. legend has it is that Max Shrek was an actual vampire in the movie, yeah. and oh. it was. I, they don't know if it started as uh, like a campaign. Viral marketing. Yeah, it's like oh, viral yeah. marketing or if it started from German people being so crazy with all this mysticism at the time that they thought it was probably just you a real vampire. You guys are going to get so many letters from German people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Germany. So many emails. We love you. We know we know things are different now. Things are different in America as well. Yeah. You know? We, we, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much different. But uh, um, yeah, we just, have more Nazis than they do now. So it is <laughs> yeah, different. Very yeah, very different. Uh, yeah. Alvin Grout. He spent, I believe there are just as many vampires in Germany as there were in the time. Absolutely. Yeah. There are own vampires yeah. over here. Uh, oh. We're just not talking about their movie right now. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> ours. Okay. Right. Or yours, Germany. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alvin Grout, he actually spent more on the marketing for this movie than he did the whole movie. Whoa. Uh, he was very, very involved in the marketing of this thing. The The premiere got a ton of press. That premiere that took place at the Zoological Garden. Yeah. That all sounds the, expensive. Yeah. All what, what, the press was there. What was some of the other marketing? I mean, that was it, it was just stuff like that. He oh, was just okay. releasing ads and oh, newspapers okay. and stuff about, you know, oh, okay. yeah. And they were, they, like I said, they would show like pictures from the set, and I'm sure they would show a picture of Max Shrek and his makeup. And okay, this is cool. the newest thing. Yeah. Crowley went on a tour <laughs> right. where he just pooped in people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the movie. <laughs> that was free, though. He was willing to do that for free. <laughs> Go watch the movie. Yeah, that, I'll be sounding. That's, <laughs> that's step one for initiative. <laughs> Al- Alistair Crowley just sounding in the theater for the premiere <laughs> <laughs> in front of everyone for the Q&A. Is this what I'm supposed to do? Uh, the premiere got a ton of press, and the movie picked up a lot of traction a few days after its release when Murnau had another movie come out called The Burning Soil. It was something in German that translated to The Burning Soil. Uh, it was a huge hit at the box office. It was basically like There Will Be Blood, but in 1922. Mm. This came out days after Nosferatu. So when that came out, uh, everybody that was going to see that movie was also like, well, what's this Nosferatu thing he did? Let's go see that too. Oh, you know? sweet. Yeah. So that drove a lot of stuff. 
And that yeah. just that goes again with we talk about this a lot on this show where people were just making movie after movie after yeah. movie yeah. in this time. Mm-hmm. They just made Nosferatu took a month to film. You know. Oh really? Was, yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was one and done. They would they tried to film movies in a month mm-hmm. and that was it. And, and like I said, Murnau went on to have quite the career. Uh, in the Wings episode, we mentioned that Wings shared a Best Picture Academy Award with a movie called Sunrise in 1927. Uh, Wings was classified as most outstanding picture. Sunrise was the most unique and artistic picture. And Sunrise was the one that was directed by Murnau five years after he directed Nosferatu. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Nosferatu a little too early to make the cut for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, a little too early. Um, so I uh, and I don't know if you're gonna get into this uh, or not, but it just got an American release as well. I imagine, yeah, right? In New York. Okay, was that was that common for the time for like uh, foreign movies to be released in America? It depended. It depended on how big it got. You okay. know, it, it, that's a lot like it is today. I would yeah. say, you know, if if something gets big enough somewhere. Uh, but for the main criticism for the movie was. For one, Dev talking about the shaky stuff. That's been one. But the main criticism for the movie at the time was it looked, they thought it looked too clean and crisp, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they thought, like, you know how you talk about uh, Public Enemy? Public Enemy. Yeah. And Shelby, yeah. Shelby talks about how she didn't like it because it was this movie that took place back in those days and it was so, like, HD. Yeah. It took yeah. you out of it. A lot of people thought that same thing about Nosferatu. They said the technical perfection and clarity of the images did not fit the horror theme, and Nosferatu was too brightly lit. And you know, I mean, wow, fair. Yeah, I guess fair for sure. But, but all in all, the critics did like it. They did love it. The Germans may not have thought so, but okay. I didn't know that the thing took place at nighttime until the end when the daylight hit him. And he right. It's like, oh, it's been nighttime this whole time. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was got so frustrated with because I was like joking around. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's just like black and white. So they just have to light all these scenes and put heavy makeup on them and like use your imagination. You know, it's kind of like one of those. And then I was like, oh no, they're serious. This is supposed to take place at night. And especially there's like a slight change in hue. And then that's what causes him to burst into flames. Like, oh, we added one extra background light. Here's a kicker. Now Dracula's going to die. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's that whole scene where he's like carrying his coffin around. He's like carrying it through the courtyard to go into his new but house, and it was like, hysterical. Oh, yeah, that favorite part, part of the movie. Was broad yeah, daylight. That's noon. so weird. <laughs> and also, like, why did nobody in that village see this dude just walking right. around with a casket? <laughs> right, like, what the fuck are all these yeah. people? These people deserve to be eaten <laughs> by a vampire and werewolves. Well. The critics in Germany may not have thought it was very scary, but Sweden banned the movie for, for excessive horror. What? Yeah. Oh. They, they did not like this movie at all. Excessive, excessive horror. Excessive horror. This movie is too scary oh, for man. Sweden. Do not bring it over <laughs> too here. Too scary for Sweden. <laughs> no, no, no wonder they stayed neutral. Yeah, yeah for real. They were like, we're staying away from all that shit. You guys can have your horror. Nah, was this the first horror movie? It's too scary. Nazis very scary. You stay out of here. <laughs> it wasn't the ban on this movie in Sweden wasn't lifted until 1972. Wow, holy shit. <laughs> wow. That was when they finally lifted the ban on Nosferatu. Wait. So, but, like, was this the first horror movie? Had they just never seen anything like this before? Like, we didn't know movies could be scary. It wasn't the first horror movie. And as a matter of fact, uh, there was a movie that came out in 1921, a Dracula adaptation called Death of Dracula. And it just really did not catch any kind of traction. And as a matter of fact, every copy of the movie 
is gone. No one, Whoa. the movie's gone. The only reason film historians even know that movie existed is because they found some stills from the set in like an old archive Whoa. somewhere. Oh my god! Nothing is left of it. But a Dracula movie came out in 1921. Dude, I want to see <laughs> Imagine your so movie bad. sucking that bad. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just gone to history. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gone forever. Is the script? Can we remake it? Yeah, let's remake yeah. it, dude. Yeah. The the lost movie. Is the script there? What's yeah. <laughs> Well, so we, we will resurrect this dead movie back from the <laughs> like Nosferatu, like the vampire, <laughs> like the vampire. dude. So Excellent. one person who was not particularly a fan was Bram Stoker's widow, Florence Stoker. Nobody had ever reached out to her about this film, and nobody even told her this was coming out. So this thing releases, and she's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, did she approve Death of a Death of Dracula?" I don't think so. Oh, okay. That might be one of the reasons why it's gone too. Okay. I, I don't it's know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a big lesson at the time of like people were just like, "Well, it's a book. We can make it into a movie. You know, we don't have to ask anybody." No, that's right. still yeah. a lesson of the time. Yeah. Like my show deals with a lot of fictional stories and i get people literally sending me stories all the time like they're like why don't you ever read stephen king and i'm like because he didn't tell me i could right right yeah so a lot of people just copyright is a mystery to many yeah yeah Yeah, especially back then yeah yeah back then uh she she tried she she filed lawsuits against Mm -hmm. everybody she tried for years to sue um she was represented at the time by the society of authors from Bram being yeah. a part of them, mm-hmm. uh, they basically didn't care. They didn't really. It, it, they either didn't care, or at the time, they were like, "We don't know. We don't know what to do about this." People adapted Bram's book. Bram's book wasn't in, in, super successful yet. Dracula. It, it was like kind of a cult novel at the time. Apparently, it wasn't like big mainstream thing. So I think they were kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, good luck. Go get some lawyers. Well, and you it's know. like it's over different two different countries. Right. And so like they could, right. they're like, well, it's registered in Ireland, but not over here in Germany. Right. Maybe. Like I don't know. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. And back then, who knows? It's so like copyright law was so antiquated. Yeah. You know? But all the while, it's just it's playing. The movie's playing. The movie's hitting theaters. And so this lawsuit took so long that basically by the time she was even able to do anything about it, everybody had seen this thing. It had been duplicated. It was being premiered theater to theater. And even, you know, at some point, 1929 would reach New York. And that was basically like, it's over. This is a movie now. I mean, but yeah, but did they ever, did she ever get a cut of the profits? So she didn't, what happened, Prana Films, um, they lost a ton of the money on the movie. And oh. Growl was out there spending all the marketing money, and apparently it didn't really turn a profit or something oh. funny. Yeah, Alvin Growl basically said it did not make any money, which is uh, uh, absurd. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't like, make, it doesn't hey, make Mrs. sense. Stoker, you know what a percentage of zero is? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's no telling what he did, but listen. Cocaine is a large line. <laughs> right? If we've learned anything from Apocalypse yeah. Now. Yeah. We, yeah, because, I mean, if it was successful enough to go to New York and stuff and it was playing all these theaters, there's, like, no way. That there's it, no way this no thing's way. not making yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, no, Prana this Films. This movie's doing terrible. Meanwhile, it's sold out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, basically, with all this going on, the movie's apparently, quote, unquote, not making money. There's a huge lawsuit against them from Stoker's fia- or, uh, wife. Mm-hmm. And Prana disbanded. They were like, that's it. Oh. So that Prana Films made Nosferatu, and that's it. Disbanded. 
And it was probably to that hide the money. Like money. Yeah. Something. Money wow. laundering. Well, that's why laundering? I'm sure that they fidgeted with the accounting so that she couldn't right. get any. Right. They're yeah. like, hey, yeah. and now the company doesn't exist. Just, Who are you going to sue? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so what she did after Prana Studios went down, Florence was unable to get any money out of them now. Yeah. They're no longer a company. The judge agreed to new terms to just have every copy of this movie burned. Yes. Yeah. She said, okay, well then I want all of it. That is some gone. turn of the century justice. Yeah. Wow. Like and it was literally a thing where the judge said, Bring every copy of Nosferatu to the court and we're going to burn it. What we're the going fuck? to destroy oh this God. movie. Remember the year when those two different friends with benefits movies came out? Oh my yes. god, yes. What if the judge was like, You have to burn every copy of one of them? <laughs> I wish you have had. to pick Justin Timberlake or Ashton Kutcher. Would have saved us a lot of pain yeah. and misery. <laughs> <laughs> um wait, so the Obviously, we still have this movie. Yeah, because yeah. by this time, it had already been distributed to so many people that, that they're like, I'm not going to bring my yeah, copy. Yeah, exactly. These theaters are like, I'm making money off this thing. Just hide it in the back. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's like, we can hide this thing. Alistair Crowley's premiering this at all <laughs> <his> sex <laughs> Just playing, being projected on the walls of the pyramids. At every sex dungeon. Yeah, uh, and it, it kind of sucks, too. Florence is still seen, is still to this day in the Nosferatu community. She's villainized like that people sucks. hate her well yeah. see what's what's what sucks is like if you're such a big fan of this book if yeah. you're such a big fan of like mm-hmm. this work why wouldn't you not want to give anything back to that estate? right yeah, yeah. like sure. why, why was your first step not to reach out to her I you know. know what i mean like yeah. it seems because, disrespectful okay yeah. hold on let me remind you of something the producers are fucking <laughs> that's why is <laughs> that so that it's it's real easy bro these are not nice people these are not good people in any sort of fashion that's got a good point the OTO and the people who make it up are either but i would think i would think they would like worship her like worship the 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 the, the bram family they basically thought she so they made her out to be bram stoker's like overly hot young harpy of a wife who he didn't even care about anyway oh yeah bram was alive it'd be different they people said they exclaimed that Bram Stoker wrote Dracula just to get away from his wife for a while, Jeez. basically. Yeah, it was, you know, wow. that whole, there's that whole mystery about, like, they think, like, Mary Magdalene was just villainized by the church, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Kind of the same thing happened here. They just made her out to be, like, this harlot, you mm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Florence Stoker. Let's give her yeah. some love. Didn't she Bram die her. super broke? Yeah, he died broke. The Like I said, and that's oh. one of the, that's the other that's the other side of the coin here. Nosferatu did very legitimately uh, re-spark a big interest in Dracula. In and Bram Stoker yeah. absolutely did sell a lot of copies of Dracula because of Nosferatu. But he was dead. But he was dead. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so you can make the argument that she actually she did make profited one, yeah, from yeah, the movie because the book, the, right, book yeah. sales. Just not directly. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a hard one. I do think she's right. They should oh, absolutely yeah. have not. But also, yeah. maybe she made some money off Shout of it. Shout out to that judge who was like, let's just burn Let's just fucking it. burn it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, like, tired of hearing the arguments. He's right. like, fuck it, burn it. Yeah. I don't care. I, yeah. I, 
I have a feeling that that's that judge's answer. For yeah, like, right. <laughs> just burn it. It's just like bring it here. Element of like <laughs> yeah. judging. It's like uh, I'm just gonna cut all the babies in half. It's like uh, it's it's like uh, uh, is this man stole my carriage in the middle of the night? All right, we'll bring him here. Bring him here. Bring him here. We'll, bur- we'll burn we'll it. Burn <laughs> bring him in, in your carriage. carriage. Yeah. We'll burn, burn him. Both. <laughs> we'll burn them both. Yeah. You're fighting over the carriage. Yeah. No more this, carriage. Uh, this person hasn't made their payment on their house. All right, burn them. <laughs> And the house. Burn them in the house. Burn them in the house. Burn everyone involved in the house. The judge just ends off his whole career of judging with burning himself in the courtroom. It's like this is how I, I mean, go if out. This is a judge in Transylvania. <laughs> I mean, basically, at this time. But that's basically all it. I got some side notes here. I got some like little side notes and weird stuff that yeah. didn't really fit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, stuff. for sure. Um, yeah, there was. There's an actress in this movie named Ruth Lanshoff, and she did this round of press where she told the story over and over again that she filmed a scene where she's on the beach running from Nosferatu, but, like, no one's ever seen any footage of this, not even in the raw footage, and it was never in the script, and it was basically this thing that, like, never happened. Oh. But she thought it happened. It was like a dream. It was like, it was a, like a dream, dream or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, laudanum. It was probably laudanum and cocaine. It was like, laudanum? Yeah. <laughs> laudanum. It was a. It was a real good drug. Back they still <laughs> do laudanum. Don't they really? still prescribe so, laudanum? What? Wait, Deb, what do is, they still prescribe laudanum? <laughs> what is it though? Like it was for depression. It wasn't an opioid, Dev, or was it like a barbiturate? It was like it was like a cocktail. If you look at it, they I gave it. They it, prescribed it, it to women a lot sure when women yeah. were like hysterical. postpartum and hysterical. Yeah. It it was I think it was literally like a mixture of three drugs that we would know the names of, and then. And that term became like I think it was like a brain oh, right. word. Okay, an alcoholic solution containing morphine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prepared yep. from opium and formerly used as a uh, narcotic painkiller. So there was opium, yep. mor- yeah, opium morphine, I guess, and then and alcohol. And alcohol. Yeah, it was a great drug. Dude, Dude. Yeah. it sounds like a fucking Friday night. <laughs> hey. And like, did this go the way of the quaaludes? Like, can you just not find a lot of them? Oh anymore? yeah, I, I don't know. Look, I mean, I, you a, know what? I, I was thinking of lithium. Uh, lithium is what I was thinking of. It yeah. sounds so, like we so can make this, our own. Though. We can make our own lithium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, dude, this the is kitchen. what they would get <laughs> fucked up on during these ritual ceremonies. Uh, they would yeah. get fucked up on this. They would get fucked up on cocaine, a shit ton of booze. A lot, a lot of heroin. Crowley was a heroin fucking addict. That's one of the things. Yeah, a lot of them, them. I think, was the same kind uh, of effects as heroin too. It make you really okay. sleepy. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. It's lean. Yeah. 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 Mm, like <laughs> fentanyl. <laughs> Dev's like, well. <laughs> um, another. It's a little bit stronger than Robitussin. <laughs> <right? laughs> another fun fact that I didn't know where the hell to put this information, but I got to tell you guys, Murnau's skull was stolen in 2015. <laughs> oh. Yes. What? From where? From his grave. Oh, shit. <laughs> Somebody went down in that man's grave and stole his head. What okay. the fuck? That's, that's an occult. Yeah, it was a cult so. shit. That, that's a, uh, yeah. a hundred and ten percent. I bet I will put money on the fact that that's somebody in the leadership of the current brotherhood. I bet you're right. And wow. they they said, I think they did say they found some stuff around the grave site that would say someone was having a ceremony there. Wow. But also... I mean, guard so Murnau's grave. Or don't. I, or don't. Did, I wouldn't mind yeah. if someone took my soul. That is actually pretty rad. Maybe he's like alive. I'm sure, he'd, I'm sure he'd be on board for that. Be yeah, like, they right. stole my that's skull. That's, car, that's metal. My legacy. 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 Leg
legacy. Yeah. I just hope, just don't let Crowley shit in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or comment it. <laughs> but, like, who owns the rights to the movie now? Did a different occult group, like, buy the rights? Is it, like, does Warner Brothers own it? Like, what if the, if, if, this, yeah. if the production studio disappeared... Right. Who who owns the film rights? It's on YouTube Fair Use. Huh. Well, it's yeah, Fair Use, actually, but someone still has to own it. I rented it from Amazon. Exactly. You paid money to somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, but that's like you can rent it from. YouTube, it might have been. Right? You might have been buying it from the people who remastered it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. The people who put it like restored it, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know who owns it. Uh, Murnau's grandson. That's who owns it. Okay. It was basically after it had been like ripped so many times. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I do know the answer to this question. He bought it. uh, He bought it in like not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, From who? From, or I guess maybe he just claimed the rights to it. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like as one of his, Mm -hmm. yeah, he had like four names, but Murnau was like his third name. He's Mm -hmm. one of Murnau's. But yeah, he yeah he probably just went to court and was yeah. like, "This is rightfully mine now." You yeah, know? because if the production company dissolved and stuff, and it was just kind of like floating around. Yeah. Um. And now, like, uh, is 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 Murnau, is that Murnau's descendant? Is he uh involved in occult stuff? Just I don't know. Who, who knows? We have yeah. no idea. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. So, so we can confirm he's well, the one who sold the his father's these, skull. These <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was him. This is, I'm reading this thing about basically yeah. So Murnau died in 1931. Um. And basically, in the U.S., the law seems clear at first glance that the original version of Nosferatu is in the public domain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's copywritten in Germany until 2029. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it, I know it belongs to Murnau's grandson right. at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, like, and from what I understand about public domain, like, and I could be totally wrong, is... Um, anyone can remake that IP. Like the IP mm-hmm. is public, uh, like but the original print of the movie, like the original, like the actual original works, is still owned by somebody. Right. Not necessarily because, well, at least I'm more familiar no. with publishing copyright than in mm-hmm. public domain. Because, like Dracula, like mm-hmm. you guys could sit here and read all of Dracula mm-hmm. and word for word, and it would be completely fine. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And um, so and because yeah. nobody mm-hmm. technically owns but, it because it but entered. Can I rewrite Dracula? word for word and get it published and sell it again like no right like no, i can't because it's yeah. because public domain still protects the actual text right yeah so that's but, what i'm yeah, saying like so yeah. someone still has to own it mm-hmm. so is that it's, somebody yeah, still no has one to own owns it, it but it can be prevented mm-hmm. it can be pre- it's prevented from being yes owned. yes yeah. that's exactly it apparently yeah. stoker's uh apparently stoker's estate also went after bella lugosi's dracula mm-hmm. yeah really yeah and that was what I was going to say earlier, too. Bella Lugosi owes Nosferatu, you know, this whole thing, in my opinion. Sure. I don't think Dracula would have been popular enough to make the Bella Lugosi version right. by that point if Nosferatu hadn't come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that, do you think that movie you know, deserves about- its own episode one of these days? Is there enough interesting stuff that happened with that one? Was that one also made I by mean, the occult? If we could, no, no, no. We do a double header. We do um, a, a uh, Bella Lugosi slash Ed Wood. There you go. That'd be like, cool. Oh yeah, you could, you could do a whole episode on Bella Lugosi. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. so Bella just on Lugosi him, and, on the person himself. Okay, yeah. cool. It's very fascinating. Yeah. Cool, yeah. sweet. Okay, that's, that's another one we're gonna bring yeah. Shelby in for. Hopefully, yeah. I got. Here's the thing. Like I said, I, this was like I had so many thoughts of oh my god, Shelby's coming in 
I'm doing Nosferatu. You know, like there's Twilight he was so Zone. Nervous for me to be there's, here. Yeah, well, what what's right for the for the horror queen? You know, the, 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 oh, origi- the, the original <laughs> horror queen. The original horror. I mean, you guys, we're only a couple way, a couple months away from October and Halloween. Yeah. like we'll definitely have reason to do more. We be on themed. our Halloween episode. Is it about Halloween? There's so many options. There's so many options. We should do four episodes all Halloween themed, and that way each week in October. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so we'll do Bella Lugosi. We'll do Twilight Zone. We'll do Halloween. Shelby's over here like, oh, Halloween special. Great idea, guys. Like, no one's ever done that before. We gotta, we gotta. Like, like we're very. <laughs> hey, it works. It works. You know, for Halloween, I do a kids special every year. Oh, yeah, I almost that's take. Right. I almost go in an opposite direction for oh, my Halloween cool. yes. because I do Halloween all year long. Right, so yeah. I do kids and teens episodes yeah. for Halloween. I yeah. want to play into the holidays. Let's get numbers. Oh, you for know. sure. Like oh, Christmas? Christmas. Oh my God! Yeah, we'll do. We'll do a Christmas Carol. Someone was yelling at their radio throughout this whole thing about the curses of Nosferatu because I know I just didn't get deep in, into it, but apparently this was also like a bad look movie to work well, on so really? one of the reasons the legend of uh match is it shek or shrek shrek <laughs> which means terror in oh, german okay. by the way oh wow His real last name but wasn't it the reason people kind of thought he was a vampire is because he kind of disappeared after yeah that, yeah like the that played was, him? yeah that yeah. max shrek he was he was very like eccentric dude but yeah That's apparently what I've heard he anyway. disappeared and i didn't get into all the curses from nosferatu mm-hmm. and i apologize for so that, he didn't but... do any movies after this that's what I've heard is like he like know. as a like no check one. Check his IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, check his IMDb right now. But also, um, and this is this is kind of like when I in the first episode I was like, do he actually look like that? That was a joke. But this is actually a serious question. Was he actually that tall? He was or, tall. Okay. Yeah. He was a yeah, very tall, was, lanky dude. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him like out of makeup and. Of course, you know, at this time everybody was like five five, <laughs> but. Um, but I, did they do you still turn anything? Like he's just uh, he was no, just that tall. That was just him. So it's him, baby. So how do you, uh, Max Shrek? Okay, now it's Yep. Okay, this is the guy. That's Let's the see where's IMDb he, starts uh, and ends. He, so after Nosferatu, he just kind of laid low, and uh, there were rumors that he didn't actually exist. It wow. was a pseudonym for another actor named Alfred. A. Oh, okay. Um, but really. But really, he did exist because on February 19th in 1936, he was doing a play and um, the evening he felt sick. So the doctor sent him to a hospital where the next morning he died. Wait, okay. But he was in movies all the way up until 1936. Okay. I have no idea where. Before IMDb, I guess they were like, he just disappeared. A shit ton of movies. Like, probably like maybe like 30 movies. They probably filmed. Yeah. yeah, but they probably filmed those in 1935, right. and they just got released in. Yeah, right. But now Sprouts was filmed in 1922. Yeah, but so that's it. Yeah, that can't you know. be. Yeah, he was. Yeah. In, I well, mean, he was but, doing uh, movies for another decade or over a decade. I think a big reason for that was uh, this big ad campaign they did, the genius stuff for Nosferatu that they were doing. I think Alvin Growl was probably like. Maybe he even released a rumor like the yeah. actor disappeared after the filming. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's, it's easier yeah. to lose track of people back then. Too. Yeah, yeah, for especially because sure. he, well, he went into plays. Mm. You guys, he was doing right. stuff, ah. so those don't require. He's still working. He's getting paid. Mm. 
you know, he, he was, was a vampire. Actually, when he died, <laughs> was a vampire. he was an understudy, and he was doing a stand-in for a different oh, actor. That sucks. That so, like, he wasn't. He could have just get, been getting paid to be on retainer, yeah. sit in the wings in case something happened. So he didn't have to be well, on stage. They, and they could only bring him out at night. <laughs> yeah, so, right. He couldn't go to any rehearsals. <laughs> to rehearsal. No, no, no matinees. No matinees for all Max. Um, she said, like, uh, she said this movie, and I'm not sure. This might be too granular of information for you to have found, but like, um, was he paid well for his role as Nosferatu? Like, I don't imagine so. I wouldn't imagine. It was a pretty small budget for the movie. Yeah, it was a pretty small budget. Did you get points on the back end back then? <laughs> no. That wasn't Does even. Does it look like. <laughs> no. He spent a lot of money yeah. on this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, back end points actually wouldn't come along until Cagney's day. Right, Cag right. was yeah, part Cagney, of that. Cagney yeah, and sa- of Sag end. and Cag. Yeah, Sag and Cag. Cag and the Sag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember I was talking about that now. Um, but Cagney was such a great first episode because it just really it like painted a lot of like early Hollywood yeah, and stuff. For yeah, for sure. It answers a lot of questions yeah. like off the gate. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what, and also for, for movies of this era, like obviously there's no DVD release, there's no Blu-ray release or anything like that. It doesn't go to streaming. When the movie went away, was it one of those things where it's like, cause this was such, I feel like such a cult classic. Like, I mean, Wings mm-hmm. probably as well, but like, you know, like would come back, but like, I feel like this is just one of those things that just like has its audience. Mm. Was this movie like consistently played throughout the years or like, did they like would bring this back like every Halloween or whatever? I'm or sure. did it go away for decades? No, it bro, did. Swiss fucking banned this movie, bro. Well, st- yeah, I mean, the Swiss Switzerland, it. but you know, no, like, it did go away for a while. It did go away. And then, uh, I think it was like really, it, it was restored at one point. Mm-hmm. I think it was restored in the seventies. I feel like the first time I, knew about Nosferatu was when it's it was being used in other horror movies as mm-hmm. like a clip or yeah. like someone was at the movie oh seeing it and I feel like that it was probably brought back by film nerds who put it in their films <laughs> You I d- I just I just remembered yeah. a thing that a random fact that I was going to tell about this movie. I've I learned of Nosferatu from watching SpongeBob <laughs> back in the day. There was a SpongeBob episode where they had Nosferatu in an episode of SpongeBob. Wait, like the actual clip? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was he was they were working the late night at the I Krusty Krab. That, that and, was creepy. Yeah, and they were like the lights were flicking on and off and they were like who's flicking the lights on and off and the camera just pans over and has Nosferatu yeah. <laughs> they were like Nosferatu <laughs> Nosferatu <laughs> like, that's funny and he's just yeah. like standing there clicking on the lights yeah, yeah. yeah. no I first saw it cause um, uh, <laughs> back in like the early days of Netflix I remember like this was just on there and yeah. I was like whoa there's a there's a movie made in like the 20s. Yeah. Like, Netflix so used cool. to have a lot of really great, like yeah. real old movies. Yeah. Yeah. HBO Max is. They, yeah, yeah, they have they, some. They, they felt, yeah. they've they got that, they they got that Turner classic yeah. movie, baby. That yep. hub. Yes. Yep. yep. So. But yeah, that's Nosferatu, y'all. That's all I got for you. Fascinating. As always, way more fascinating than I initially thought. In I was ways hoping I never so. expected. It, I was worried. I was hoping this one would get y'all. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I would, said, these silent films are just kind of, they're hard to do. All right, yeah, I'm just worried. Sometimes I get a little worried that no one's going to be interested in it. Uh, I mean, but then you find out that there's uh, a Nazi <laughs> yeah. Satan. Alistair Crowley was in the yeah. editing room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. And Dev, thank you for your knowledge today, man. We're definitely going to be doing a cult history, history of cults on the Patreon yeah. now. <laughs> now that I know all this from yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, Dev, sure. as always, you are uniquely you gotta... qualified in ways I never expected. <laughs> Dude, you brought the boat guy for Waterworld. Yeah. You and you boat guys were for water world and now you're you're our cult guy yeah. you know cool uh, well uh 
uh, we'll start with the guest this week. Uh, Shelby, where can people find you? If- you can find the show at Twitter, um, at Scare You to Sleep. All my handles are at Scare You to Sleep. I got in early. I got all my handles. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can find the show. It comes out every Thursday night. Dev, where can they find you? Awesome. Sailor underscore Dev. And yeah, check out uh, all of our fun stuff we got going on. Abracadabra Films and My cool. Fish. You can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings. But also, uh, something new I'm going to start plugging is uh, when the dawn of the new decade happened, uh, I was like, it is so wild that we're back in the 20s. Like, uh-huh. And I thought back to how like influential the, like, the last 20s was, and I, that was called the the roaring 20s and i was like i think there's gonna be this resurgence of like 20s culture and like the partying from the 20s and stuff is gonna come and i was like the the 2020s are gonna be the most wild fucking decade and somebody is going to coin a term for these and i was like obviously the only obvious answer is raging 20s yeah so i trademarked it and i'm starting like an apparel company it's like we're gonna be like a lifestyle brand kind of thing i have like a lot of like plans for this brand yeah we're starting with just like selling like shirts and stuff like that so you can go on raging20smerch.com you can get some you can get some shirts you can get some masks uh there'll be a lot more developing there but i'm also going to start plugging raging 20s so. i love it man 100 years after nosferatu <laughs> exactly. 20s like yes. almost exactly yes. 100 years after yeah. uh yeah you can find me i don't know on twitters and all that stuff but uh we gotta plug your handle twi- too what is my you handle don't know your twitter handle I my don't... instagram is at jimmy deloy my twitter <laughs> handle is at james wyatt scott you also have two instagrams somehow because you he doesn't social media. Which I'm sorry. His know. wife's here now, and I'm like telling yeah. on you. Yeah. Like, as, as your business partner, we're going to have to get that work I'll out. start <laughs> at Film History. Okay. You can find me at Film History, History of Film, somewhere. But you can also find me in a coffin uh, in an old castle in Slovakia. <laughs> with dirt. I've been Jimmy Deloy in some dirt from Transylvania and some rats. <laughs> and you can find me in Aleister Crowley shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's film history, the history of film. You know what I'm talking about.